And we're back. We live are. in the Snarf Talk studio. Home again. Home, home in the Snarf Talk studio. The quarantine has been lifted. For Snarf Talk. And you're all able to go out into the world. Yes. And shop. Everything's open. <laughs> yeah, but wear a mask as of tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the quarantine is not lifted. It is. I lied in case you haven't figured that out. Don't get your news from Snarf Talk. Correct. Because we're <laughs> making things up as we go. But we've decided to partake in a little, like, non-social distancing. Well, we're still sh- distancing. We're distanced. We're six feet apart. We are. I, I mean, l- legitimately, I think. Well, six feet apart. Exactly. What are you going to lay down? You don't, you're not six feet tall. He's I getting, am, I am six feet tall. you are, I am. Six oh feet man. Tall. I didn't know that. I'm six feet tall and six pence. None, none the richer. richer. Of course you are. All right. We're getting a tape measure out. Tape measure. You can hear Put it. Put that on your mouth, but don't touch your mouth or the tape measure. Six feet. Oh, perfectly six <laughs> feet <laughs> on apart the nose. That's unbelievable how we were so accurate in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, six feet apart, and we're not touching the same doorknobs. We're not even going to use the same doors. No. There's two doors in our studio. We have masks. Yeah, we're not wearing them right now because you can't talk through a mask. Right, you can't, but we have them. Yeah. <laughs> so we're... Like, we'll put them on before and after the show. Exactly. And there's a plexiglass screen in front of us. That's what we should have done. Yeah, that is a good idea. Actually, you should have put that up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did. That's what I. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want JB Pritzker to come in here. <laughs> no, you got to worry about Lori. She's got a light foot, and she's gonna shove it right up your ass if you're yeah. outside. Oh man, she has. I can't. She every time I see her on TV, she's a perfect meme. All the meme. Have you seen all the memes of her? Yeah, like in the in the rearview mirror of people's cars, looking at them and. I don't know. She just got really big eyes, and I think it's funny. She's got very, very big eyes on the sides of her head, kind of. <laughs> yes, she's. I don't they, like to talk ill of people's looks. She just. No, I has just an interesting. She's just aesthetic, m- meme worthy. You know, and it's I just fun. don't want to get arrested by Mister Pritz Pritzker. Right, while his family's in Florida. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't mm. you be in Florida? I would. If you had a, uh, what was it, tw- like twenty. Uh, $20 million. No, it was more than that. It was what? like a $40 million estate property. That's what they have down there, huh? Yeah. Oh. Do you want to know something? I'd probably A little bit of an interesting thing about me, Jerry. Do of you course. want some interesting side news? Love side news. I stayed in the Pritzker family's top story penthouse on Miami Beach. You did? Yes. When and why? Um, it was about 15 or so years ago, I would say 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. So aught five, uh, it was later than that. I was out of college. Okay. I was here. I was during the winter and one of our friends, um, Chubbs. I know him. He was a plumber. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know why I'm even talking about Chubbs. Mr. Sheedy, our sound engineer. Oh, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. He, his, uh, sister was a personal assistant of, uh, one of the Pritzkers, one of the Pritzker family. Oh. And so she got Michael, our sound engineer, and Chubbs were going to fly down there while she was down there on vacation and do a bunch of repairs 
like uh, plumbing repairs okay. and different repairs around this top story penthouse. Yes. So I wasn't involved in that. So they get down there. They're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so they call me. They're like, hey, you don't have a job, right? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> um, they're like, you should come down here to Miami. And I said, okay, I'll leave right now. So I went out. I walked out. I got in my car. <laughs> I drove to the airport. <laughs> I got on a flight one way to Miami. And I called them like five hours later. And I'm like, hey, come pick me up. And they're like, what? I'm like, come pick me up at the airport. And I was there. <laughs> you just flew there. Yeah. Did just, you tell anyone? No. You just left. No, I had no dependents. Wow. So I flew there. They picked me up at the airport. We stayed like for a couple nights in the top floor penthouse of the tallest building on Miami, on Miami Beach. Yeah. Had a great time. As we were pulling in there, uh, Fat Joe's Phantom was outside. Like the rapper, Fat Joe. Oh, Fat Joe, the rapper. Yeah. yeah. I would know him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Heidi Klum and Seals condo, I believe was either below us or it was somewhere in that building. No kidding. And it was, it was awesome, but we were only there for about two nights. Um, and then we got a call from like the person who owns the penthouse and they're like, Oh, I told some friends that they could come down and use the penthouse. And, uh, so Michael's sister's like, uh, well, you didn't tell me that. Cause I'm like here on vacation and yeah. like my brother's here and couple of his friends they're like oh it's fine we'll just buy them. we'll just get him a hotel room so they got us a hotel room like on the beach on no miami way. beach for the rest of the weekend um so I, you're basically in the pocket of jb pritzker so yeah. like you're mm-hmm. he's bought you i'm a bought man you are you've you're a bought vote yeah but it was awesome we went around we went on the beach we went all over miami beach we partied all the bars we went to uh, miami inc to get tattoos and that was right really? when the show was really popular. No kidding. So we go to Miami Inc. and we're like, hey, we're going to get tattoos. And quickly I chickened out. So I was just going to say, I know that you didn't get one because no. you don't have a tattoo. So, so. Chubbs decided he was going to get a tattoo. And he got the word, his name, Chubbs, in Old English across his entire back. That's where he got it? Yeah. I didn't know that. So we go to Miami Inc. We get a price there and we just like laugh as we're walking out the door because it was outrageous. And we went across the street and got the tattoo across the street from Miami Inc. for like a tenth of the price. Holy And sh- he fell asleep while getting the tattoo. Me and Michael left and went to the bar and came back. When we got back, he was still sleeping and the tattoo was just about over. And so he woke up. He fell asleep while getting a tattoo? Yeah, across his entire back. <laughs> and uh, later on, I convinced him that I had paid $100 to the tattoo artist to hide a penis in the tattoo. <laughs> How long did he believe that? Long time. <laughs> long time. It's just like black letters. And yeah, then it was over. Uh, we left and I just rode home with them. They drove. So I drove home with them. So I just had a one-way flight. Down wow. There. Yeah, it was crazy. That's pretty slick. I mean, I've, I like been, that I've been all over, man. You really have I've done, done a lot of things. Of things. <laughs> a lot of like meaningless I've things. I've done so many but... things that like I didn't even remember any of that yeah. until you just brought up until we were talking about Pritzker's. And all I said was that his family went to Florida. Yeah. You know. And, and that, I went to Florida yes. with his family once. Well, well in because, his family's property once. Because of his family. Because of his family, yeah. So it wasn't necessarily JB's. I think it was I mean, I don't think it was his direct family, but I mean, I don't know if it's one of his sisters or nieces right. or something like that. 
That's incredible. The family, they're they like have, the wealthiest family in Illinois. They have so much money. It's a it's obscene amount of money. I don't know where they got it all from. I don't either. I think they're How in, are the Pritzkers so rich? You know, I was thinking about that the other day. No, I wasn't. Um, I don't I don't have a clue. I, I don't know how any of these extremely rich people get extremely rich. It, do, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I have no idea how that happens. It is crazy. To um, where it gets so, like, it, so much money. Oh, they had the Hyatt Hotel Corporation. Um, they own Hyatt. They own Hyatt. And a lot of other stuff, of course. But that's how they made their money. Well, so I mean... basically like that. Like the Hiltons. Yeah, I was just going to say, so they're another Hilton, but yeah. they're a Hyatt. Yeah. But they're a Pritzker. But they're a Pritzker. Okay. <laughs> a Prickster. 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 Yeah, Prickster. yeah, no, I mean, Prickster is really in the hot seat right now. People are not happy with that guy. No, no, many people are not happy is, with him uh, People are moment. starting to get fed up. Um, and, you know, it's aggravating. It's aggravating when you see. So I, I don't know where anybody stands on opening things up or keeping things quarantined or... However you feel about it. But if you do look at the numbers of, you know, how many people that have been affected or infected by this disease throughout the state, it's an overwhelming percentage that is in, you know, six to eight counties basically around Chicago. Yeah. That's it. And then the rest of the, the state makes up like a quarter of it. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of counties. You know, you're talking like a hundred counties that make up a quarter of what the disease has done when, you know, the, the rest of it is all because of a few counties in the northern section. So a reporter had asked him if he had any plans of opening up like the southern half of the state or southern counties um, because it's more of a regional issue and not a state issue. And he literally just like laughed and said, no, no, like, why, why would we do that? Yeah. I mean, and, and I see where it would be difficult to do to keep, because then you've got people wandering all over and they could go in and out of those counties that you want to be quarantined. But also, I mean, you can't deny the fact it is a regional issue in our state. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting is politicians aren't going to be judged by what they did wrong. You know, so if a politician, for example, that was a bad way to put it. For example, yeah. a politician decides that they're not going to close down anything and they're not going to do this or that. And then a huge problem happens. I mean, that person's directly going to be blamed. Yes. But they're not going to be judged for doing too much. So they all are going to err on the side of doing too much. One, I don't think like, I, I don't believe the conspiracy theory that these people are out there like trying to amass some kind of power. I think most of it's probably well-intentioned, but a lot of it's by, based out of fear. And I don't know what's right because you can't get correct information. And that goes on both sides. So the people that are making these decisions to make the quarantine last longer and do these, they don't have the correct information. No. And the people and that are saying end it, they don't have the correct information. Because, and I said this a few episodes ago, the information's not knowable. Well, I mean... All of science now, like medical science is being like compiled and data is being compiled more and more and more every day. But to we're where a long getting, way from way from having like anything definitive that Well, it's it's to a point now where I think they're starting to predict it pretty well. I think they're getting they're getting predictions down pretty well on how uh 
infectious the disease really is and how deadly it really is because but a lot of what our strategy was to uh, begin in the beginning with. was based on predictions that turned out to be wildly inaccurate it, it, absolutely they were but that was because they were basing it off of no previous the, knowledge whatsoever yeah. so now that we're getting all of the information and actual data that is is occurring in front of our eyes they are being able to predict it a lot better and say you know a lot of people are going to absolutely catch this disease because it's you can most people are going to catch it but uh the death rate is just is going to be very minimal no it's not going to be minimal compared compared to what they were how many expecting. people are are getting it like it's not going to be 250 million people die in the United States. Well, that would be like most of the population. I, that's, the what I'm, that's what I mean. Like that's the original prediction was like 200 million. No, 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 no. Yes, it was. That we're going to die? No. Yes. No, it was not. Yes, it was. The original I'm prediction was like 2 million. 2 million. 25. No, it was not 25. 250. No. It wasn't. The original prediction, and then they brought that prediction down to like 400,000, and then it came oh, down shit. to like 200,000. And I don't, I think there's people out there saying that that's still ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous. I mean, right now we're already at 60. I mean, we'll probably hit 200. I know, but then look at uh, what they classify as a COVID-19 Well, death. that's another thing. That's another thing that seems a little sketchy. And the other thing that seems about, the thing that's frustrating sometimes is it seems a little ridiculous to me that everybody can funnel in, in and out of Walmart and Jewel and Menards but yet to go to a local business like that's somehow not safe, but we can funnel every single person in the city of Morris into Menard or Jewel. Have you been to Jewel? No, it's, I don't it, go to Jewel. Usually. It, it's like a, very often. the parking lot's packed. It's full of people all the time. So why can that happen? But other businesses can't be open with reasonable measures in place. Yeah. Like, I think it's just to the point now where like, we have to understand, like we can't, it's nature. Yeah. We can't like shut down a country for a year. Like shit happens. No, nature you can't. happens. People are going to die. Viruses suck. Yep. And we need to go out, you know, wear masks, wash your hands, not do st- stupid stuff. Yeah. Don't lick a grocery cart. But we can't continue to be shut down. It's devastating the economy. The ag industry may, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's already bad. I can't even explain to you the amount of like money I've already lost and I'm going to continue to lose. Right. You know, and that's directly as a result of this. It's ethanol demand is in the tank. Feed demand is in the tank. Export sales are down. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it and it may not be like that. I mean, it may turn around in two months. You know, we could just be at a bottom now and everything looks gloomy. Right. But, you know, nobody thinks about that. Nobody, most people you see on Facebook, they're just like, oh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, come on, just everybody, all these people are idiots and everybody just needs to stay home. Okay. You're getting paid. You're working from home. You're, you've not lost anything. Meanwhile, millions of business owners have lost, you just, everything. They've lost everything, not just I had to close my business. Not like I may not continue to have my business. No, like I'm going to lose my life savings. Yes, everything I'm is I'm going gone. to start at 40 or 50 years old with zero. 
Right. You know, that's going to happen, and it is happening. That's happening in the ag world right now. Absolutely, and people's retirements are the same way. What if you were somebody that was going to retire, like, you know, next month or last month? Luckily, we've seen the stock market recover significantly. It has, but what if, you know, what if you were at the beginning of that and you lost, you know, you had like a million dollars saved up and you lost $200,000 of that in one day. Well, hopefully you didn't pull it all out at the bottom. That's, that's what I'm saying. But it's just, it's so disheartening to people when you're, when you're in that position and all of a sudden you lose a quarter of what you just saved over a career. Right. You know, like that's devastating to people. And then, I mean, it it could have stopped people from retiring and they're going to have to continue to work or, I don't know. And that's the other thing. It, you can't but the go failing on. businesses is just something that isn't going to be able to recoup anytime soon. And you can't go on and on and on pretending like there's not ancillary um, damage caused by this. There's death caused by this. Right. You know, there's suicides caused by this. There's people that aren't being treated. There's people that are not going to the hospital. People are dying because yes. they're, not, they're not seeking treatment. There's people that are going, you know, it's, that's why it's, it's really difficult you don't, and that's when I say that nobody has the information. I mean, nobody has that information, and nobody can have that information. Right. So we might have that information two years from now, but to sit there and say that this is the correct course of action because of this information, well, what information? And where are you getting it? And how yeah. are you analyzing it? And are you getting the full picture? That's a good point because I saw a doctor talking about that the other day. He was saying, like, so many people for regular medical problems that they would normally go to the doctor for or go to the hospital for aren't doing that now because they're scared that they're going to contract this virus. So they just stay home and are untreated. Yeah. You know, for what they would normally be treated for. And that is a huge cause of death. And it's going to be a huge cause of death because people aren't pursuing like any medical treatments because they don't want to get infected by a disease that may kill them. But then, you know, what they're doing may kill them as well. Yeah, I, I think that's it's crazy. There's been a lot of fear put out there about how dangerous it really is. And I'm not saying it's not dangerous. And I'm not saying I want to get it. And I don't want to give it to my loved ones. That's all fine. And if you want to shelter in place, do it. But I'm surprised that we've lasted this long without people stopping and going like, Wait, does anybody have the authority to do this? Right. Does it really have the authority of the governor of Illinois to do this? See, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the authority. They've built up the fear of the disease so much right. and I mean in the entire nation, you know, like Yeah. the from the top down, they've built up the the fear of this thing to where we aren't most people aren't going to object to it because you don't really know. You like don't. You don't. And that, that's why I'm saying I'm not saying I know the answer and that, so no, that but, we should all go back to doing what we're doing. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that one person put, will put on Facebook something about this is the truth. This is all bullshit. This is overhype. Everybody right. needs to go. And then the next person puts the opposite article that says this is why that person's an idiot. And I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. They're both idiots. Yes. Like I, we need a real, non-bullshit, non-partisan, measured approach to getting this economy well, going. I mean, that's to everything, though. Good, good luck with that. We're everything with this is with, with the way the nation is in the last four years 
has been so divided on everything. That's the way yeah. the news and most people are, especially on Facebook. Don't, I mean, don't use Facebook for any sort of news no, articles, you right. know, because you always have one extreme to the next, and then you've got the jokester in between. Yeah. That's it. And I'm usually the jokester in between. But they're just so extreme one way to the to the next. You don't know what's true in either one of those articles. And they might have like one paragraph that's true, you know, in, in anything that you read. But it's just, it's all bullshit. Like all of it's bullshit. I mean, what doesn't seem right to me anymore is this whole idea that everything needs to halt and everybody needs to stay in their houses or else. Because we know now that there are places where that's not happening. Right. We know now. Sweden didn't do it at all. We know now that there are, we know more about the disease in general. And we know that things have to reopen and things have to start going back to normal. What we need to be talking about is what we need to do to get this over and to get moving forward, but also stay safe inform the public on what they need to do to protect other people well i mean how much more do you can you tell them well i mean wear a mask wash your hands you know don't don't go to places if you don't need to like any non-essential thing like don't do it i understand grocery shopping is essential people still want to do projects at home but that's what i'm saying i I don't think that that's can be the case anymore i think we're we're to the point now where we have to stop saying hey if you don't need to do something, don't leave your house. If that's non-essential, don't leave your house. I think we need to get to a point where we can say, hey, let's get back to living our normal lives, but let's do it in this way that is going to give us the best chance. Because here, let's face the facts here, really. Other than I know they have a potential treatment coming, but it's going to be a long time before that's really super viable. But great, and hopefully that changes things. The reality of the situation is this isn't going to go away until no. we get a significant amount of the population to have had it. Yeah, and here's another thing, another question I have. So at the beginning of all of this, it was always let's flatten the curve, flatten the curve, which means you just bring it down to a certain level where it's not growing out of control. What well, it's right not now, overwhelming the healthcare system. Yes, and it's not overwhelming the healthcare system. But as it is right now, it's as if we're trying to get it to zero. Correct. Which is never going to happen. It's not going to happen. So when did that change? When did it change from let's flatten the curve to help the healthcare workers and for this not to get out of control to let's try to completely eradicate every case that's ever come about? Right. Because that's what it seems like they're trying to do now. And that's not ever going to happen. No, it's not. And also that's basing that curve that everybody showed the picture of. Right. There is no basis in reality for that. No, it didn't. Somebody wasn't just a thing. made that up. <laughs> yes. So like that doesn't, we don't know that the curve that's flattened as soon as you stop doing things just spikes right back up. Exactly. The point of the stay at home and the quarantine, which was, I, I think good for a while, even though it's devastated the ag market, which is terrible, um, was that we weren't ready we didn't have the mechanisms in place right. for if this thing gets out of control. We didn't have the equipment, the masks. And the idea was, hey, let's take a month or two weeks or whatever it was supposed to be 
And let's just like regroup and wait for more tests to come out and get the testing clinics up and going and get that going, get protection equipment in hospitals, do all that stuff. And I mean, for the most part, they've done a very mediocre job of all of that. But the reality of the situation is that's all done now. Yes. We've put those mechanisms in place and hospitals are now closing down. Yes. And hospitals are laying off healthcare workers because yeah. they don't have any patients. Correct. And that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's what, I mean, Morris is like that right now. Yeah. Where there's basically no patients in there for, especially for the disease, and nobody's at work. You yeah. know, a lot of people are at home. And I do believe that they're bringing back uh, elective surgeries, though, in May. Yes, yeah, the beginning of, of May. Some yeah. of them. Um, so that's good because the financial burden that the hospitals are taking on um, is huge. And Morris has cut a bunch of things uh, that they have to pay to employees. Yeah, and, they're going to start cutting pay. I just read an article about it. Yeah, and but I mean, we're lucky here, and they're uh, not matching any like of their retirement at the moment, and a lot of things have changed because there's no patients and they can't do anything. But we're lucky here. I mean, you could look across the United States into less populated areas. I mean, their hospitals are completely screwed. Yeah, like in Southern Illinois, where there are no, there are barely any cases of COVID. Um, you know, their their hospitals have been under the same jurisdiction as Loyola. Exactly. I mean, does that make sense? No. It doesn't. So they're that's, just sitting there. They can't do any elective surgeries. So that's, that's what I mean when I brought up earlier about how ridiculous it was. You know, Pritzker didn't have to, like, laugh at the lady and say, no, it's, it's not possible. Well, it is possible if you put people on the job to, like, look at this kind of stuff and say, look at these southern counties that have no problem whatsoever. Like, you, you've got to change something there. I mean, so why would you devastate three quarters of a state just for Chicago. Well, and this is the point that, I mean, honestly, Trump was completely mocked about when he basically said the federal government is not going to lead the response here. They said it, this is a state, a state by state issue. And it is. guess what? That is the truth of our government. It, it, it absolutely. That's the design. We of the have government. been growing this government to the point where we're taking the federal government and trying to replace the states. And this is the first time in my life when I've ever heard a president, whether you love him or you hate him, and I'm neutral, um, I've never heard a president willingly give up federal power and say, well, it's really like up to the states right. to um, do whatever leave they want to do. Governors. And we have little 50 little mini experiments that we can do. Now, it, there should have been a little more coordination I mean, I didn't like the whole thing about how different states had to bid against each other for ventilators and right. protection equipment. Well, yeah, but when you're only working with X amount, that could what been, can you do? Uh, handled a little differently. But yeah. then, can it? Can the federal government say, uh, we're going to give them all to Illinois? Yeah, exactly. No. Sorry, Oklahoma. We don't care about you because Chicago's not there. Right. Because that's what, I mean, that's what would have been happening. That's basically what was happening. Yeah. So, you know. You know, governors, unfortunately, and maybe people will realize it now, electing a governor isn't a joke. No, it isn't. They have power. They have more power over your life than probably a president. That's what also really aggravated me about the whole situation. And I think this is where we can end it because we've been 30 minutes on COVID talk. But um, I think people are interested. I think so. It's a, it's a little bit of a hot, <laughs> hot topic. Um, but 
it really aggravated me that a lot of governors were are blaming the president for things that are happening. And it, again, like Chris said, like I don't care if you like Trump at all. I, you know, it has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with, it doesn't matter who was in that position. Why would you go about blaming the president for not doing something for you when you are the governor of the state and can make a decision on your own to do these things? Right. Like so many people were waiting for the gover- the federal government to help them when they could have been making the decisions beforehand and getting thing, getting like supplies and ventilators on their own, which Pritzker did do. Um, he did get like 3,000 extra ventilators to the state before a lot of other people did, which was very good. Um, and we don't ended up, we didn't end up needing them because like McCormick place has been turned into that huge hospital. And I think they've got 150 people in a 3000 bed hospital. Is that new? Cause they had 10 as of last week. Oh, that was a complete guess. I just knew it was a it's super like low ball number, but I just think it's ridiculous that a governor would blame the president for yourself not acting yeah. on anything. Well, and, and for the most part, you could just be sitting there saying like, oh, well, thank you to the federal government for Letting figuring me. out the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, for f- figuring out uh, the expansion of unemployment benefits, the things they did for the uh, workers, yeah, which weren't done by the state. And there's so, that small business, the small business loan. Yeah, that like the all the money was gone like it, the right fir- away, like the first day. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. I tried to get some of that. Yeah, not it was gone. It's gone. Originally, they wouldn't let farmers apply, and then about two weeks after it first launched, they changed it um, again and said, "Okay, now farms can apply," and it didn't matter. There was no money. There's no money yeah. in it. Um, I did get a paycheck protection um, for iTrees, right? For yeah, for my employees for iTrees, um, which is very helpful. And you know, and I'm if not- you're looking for trees, search iTrees.com. Yeah. Um, so that that's that was helpful, honestly, because we have our sales have been down, and I'm definitely worried about how this year is going to be economically um, for for that. But it's going to be way more devastating on the ag side for the farm. So that's a really big problem right now. Right. It is. And I don't see a light at the end of that tunnel. And I mean, I think it's going to take us five years or more to. You think so? To, it's that drastic, you yeah. think? Yeah, I think it's really, really bad. Hmm. All because of China, huh? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. China is the only thing right now that can save the ag industry. Right. But do you think they're going to buy anything from us? They bought a bunch yesterday. Did they? They did. Good. That's good. So. If they start buying according to what they've already agreed to and not opting out of that trade deal, we have a chance. But, uh, you know, we need for animals to be processed as well. Yes. That that is is very true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a whole other topic. But you know what else is really big in the Snarf Comics world, Chris? What's that? Snarf Madness. Oh, Snarf Madness is big. It is big and it ended. We had the championship last week. I, of course, picked Batman. And I picked the superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. Spectacular. Amazing. Friendly neighborhood. All of them. Ultimate. Ultimate. Um, yeah, you picked that guy. Uh, the guy in pajamas. Web slinger. And Batman's not in pajamas? No. That's silly. Have you ever seen anybody wear pajamas like that? 
uh, Batman, Adam West, underwear outside the pants. Yeah, the Adam West Batman. Okay, I'll give you that one. And I was going to actually say, I see kind my of the kids, animated series. I see my kids too. wear uh, Batman pajamas all the time. But anyway, um, so we finished it. We picked our winners and whatnot, but we never scored them because of our quarantine. Um, we didn't have the brackets with us. We weren't able to score all of the brackets until right now. Right now, we have the winners and the losers oh, of Snarf Madness. Terrible, terrible 2020. losers. And oh, what a Snarf Madness it was. Oh, wasn't, wasn't it great? It's pretty incredible how close it was and what the outcome was for both of our brackets. Yeah. So it's interesting to think that Chris and I have very differing opinions on this and bracket. very, very different brackets, too, by the end. We, and we really were oh. pretty different. You know what? Um, did you use the same scoring Yes, I, lo- I saw that you had it listed on the side. Okay. So it was one point for the first round, two points for the second round, four, four. points for third, eight points for fourth, and ten points for the champion. Yes, yeah. I saw it on your I had zero people pick the champion. Um, oh, no, I had no, one didn't. person. One person. Heather. Heather was the only one that got my champion right. Um, I'm looking at. She, I'm looking the for only one that picked Spider Man. Almost everybody had yours. Five, five of them. Oh, okay. Well, there was a lot that didn't have yours then. I'm yeah, surprised. there was there um, was a lot that didn't, but there was there was five out of a lot. But I didn't know that there was only one person that picked Spider Man as a winner yeah, for you. Only one. So the lowly Heather. That's why I said in the last podcast, if you read the like the show notes or the des- description beforehand. I feel like that pick of yours would be a surprise to everyone. I think most people just assumed both of us would pick Batman yeah. or Daredevil. I think they thought Daredevil was going to make it to yeah, for sure. to that pick, and that's know, what screwed I, a lot sure of people Erica up. Thought that. I think a couple of them thought that, yeah, yeah for sure. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, the big news here for Snarf Madness is that Chris and I actually have the exact same winner yes we do which is strange yeah i didn't see that coming whatsoever um he's as you remember we were supposed to have two winners one of my bracket one of jerry's it just so happens it's the same person so what we have decided to do is that we have the same person that win that won both brackets but we have one clear second place person yes so on my personal scores i have a three-way tie at 97 points for second place but i only have one second placer at 90 points and one of mine is the same as yours yes so chris and i have both the same second place it's just that mine was in a three-way tie but it was a clear winner on his one thing i know for sure is the last two rounds of my bracket baffled people because oh yeah people did terrible in the last actually the last three rounds of my bracket people did not do well um yeah i mean that's what really in fact my own wife got the second lowest score on and in round three she got an eight in round four she got an eight in round championship she got a zero she got an eight and a zero for the last two on mine but she was the second lowest on my uh sheet as well (laughs) So sorry, Marley. Yeah. So if you think there was any like inside, uh, insider, what do you call it? Nepotism. Inside, yeah. No, no, that nepotism. didn't happen. Nope. No way. So anyway, so the, do we want to 
say who the clear winner of both brackets yeah, is? Yeah, the, the 2020 champion of Snarf Madness is... Craig Blazekovich. How about it? Kerg Kerg Blaze. Blaze. He, uh, I used, I used to, cause I have a different job now, but I used to work with him. He was a coworker. There is no nepotism there, I guess, or favoritism there. He didn't know about the brackets just like anybody else didn't know about it. He put it in fair and square. Actually, he put it in late, uh, compared to most people. But uh, he had 105 points on my bracket. And he had 91 on mine. He, uh, he really killed Only it on Only one mine. point separated my first and second place. Yeah. So Craig will be winning a trophy. Yes. That will not be delivered till way later this year. It, but you will get one. Because it's coming from China and it has to be personalized. <laughs> yeah, that is the problem. Um, he <laughs> will win a Snarf Talk sweatshirt. Um, send us your size. He will be getting some more stickers. He will be getting an extra premium Snarf Madness bundle of Snarf. Yes. the So we have the premium bundle of Snarf already on Patreon. He's going to get the extra premium bundle of Snarf. And that will be coming um, probably at the end of May, at the end of the month. Yep. And then he will also be getting a $50 gift card to, to the... Amazon, the Amazon rainforest. We were gonna like try and maybe we should do it to the local comic book. Nah, people won't like that. We'll do it to Amazon, but yeah. you should buy. You should buy comics with it, and yes, comics, books, whatever you enjoy, buy it. Oh yeah, because he's a reader too. You, he's a reader. So our second place winner. So we decided since I had my second place was only one point lower, and yes. then Jerry's uh, second place it was a three way tie on his, but we had one in common. So we decided to award him some prizes too, but second place prizes. It is a second place prize. So we, since we don't have two first place clear first place winners, which I didn't think, I didn't think this would happen to yeah. be honest. Like I never thought we would have the same winner. It's really strange. But uh, you are going to get uh, a little bit of a lesser valued prize because you are second place. Yeah. But you still won something, so you got because you're first loser. So you are the first loser. And and be proud of that. Yeah. You know? Because I tell you what, you had quite the run in my last three rounds, to be honest. Uh, it, I mean, it was like I said, it was he was one point away. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, so that that winner is Mr. Ian Hicks. Ian Hicks, my bud. You've won a twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card. Yep, and a regular bundle of snarf. A regular bundle of snarf. And did, were you gonna give him stickers again? Did we get new stickers? Uh, yeah, we have to send out new stickers. But he's a Patreon subscriber, so right. he's going to get stickers. You'll get anyway. those anyway. And so, so. Is, so is Craig. So thank you. And we got two Patreon subscribers that won. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. And you know what that means? True fans. Yes. That means you listen to the podcast and you know what we like. We had also shared the same loser. We did share the same loser. At almost half of a score from the winner. Um, yeah, paltry yes. 53 on my bracket, and he had a 59 on, 59 mine. on mine. Mr. Keith, Keith Pfeiffer, what were you doing? Terrible, just awful, awful, awful. Ray Charles had a better score, yeah. than you did, and he can't read, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could read that wasn't fair, Braille. Well, right? but we didn't make the brackets in Braille, that's true, yeah. We didn't put out a Braille bracket. So, so you well, maybe we'll get you something like a consolation prize, like a pair of socks. Should uh, white socks? Yes, socks. White socks. No, like the 
the team White Sox. Oh, okay. Because he loves, he's like a diehard Cubs or fan. Or we can get him like a loser's trophy. Like a yeah. trophy that says he's but then a loser. I, we could do that. I think that would be fun. But then I feel bad for all the people in between that, that didn't get anything. Well, they got to have a great, fun ride and free But they're all losers, too. Yeah, but they're not the ultimate loser. I know, and Keith is the ultimate loser <laughs> yeah. in this situation. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. It's I physically have a terrible like taste in my mouth when I say it's his like name. Copper. And think it's like of I got a mouthful yeah, of pennies. It's irony. It's like blood in my urine, <laughs> but also in but my in mouth. mouth. <laughs> it's like peeing blood urine into your <laughs> <Yes>. mouth. <laughs> That's uh, what you're like, Keith. Pretty disgusting. Uh, so. Make sure you join next year. Yeah, next the... year, but uh, <laughs> a year from now, on episode 100 billion, yeah. uh, we'll be doing Snark Madness 2021. So, if you got any ideas for what you want to see our bracket be next year, um, let us know. This was a fun one, but we don't do the same thing twice. No, um, we don't. So, we'll probably do something completely different. Uh, maybe something with a little more um, general appeal. Yeah. So, something like, like movie related or what's your favorite talk show host? Or like a talk show, like Oprah versus Dr. Uh, Phil. Versus Ellen. Yeah, I don't think we could have enough. Oh, fill sure. Out the bracket. We could get nighttime, like night hosts, like talk show hosts at night. What's that called? <laughs> what are those <laughs> like called? Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. What are those shows called, though? Uh, I don't know. But hey, one of our buddies got retweeted by Adam Carolla the other day. Really? Because he, yeah, because he wrote uh, a Twitter thing that said, uh, I don't know when J- Jimmy Kimmel went from the man show to man po- uh, uh, damn. man pond. Okay. Like tampon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he said, screw it. Adam Carolla was always the funnier one anyway. And he tagged Adam Carolla in it. <laughs> and Adam Carolla retweeted it. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. That had to be a Jim Bilmer thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured. I figured. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was really fun. And we were super... Uh, we had a great time with it this year, and I didn't really think we'd. Um, I figured we'd like name the episodes different things and just kind of, but it ended up just taking over. What do you, I don't know what you mean. I thought we'd have like uh, have more regular episodes and just Snarf Madness would be a small part of it. Oh yeah, no. But it ended up like taking over all the episodes even more than last year. So that it, was really fun. it really did just because I mean we are honestly very attached to a lot of these characters, you know, yeah. and they've they've meant a lot of like had a lot of weight in our lives. So uh, I think it's easy to get that involved in a bracket like this. And I hope we can do something like that next year because it's really fun to do. I, I feel, I almost feel like it didn't get the, like what it deserved because we were stuck like apart, yeah. you know, and like the whole coronavirus thing kind of took away from it. I would have liked to have been able to score each round so that everybody could hear like, what was happening? I think it would build a little more suspense rather than just give them the first two rounds and then you got to wait till after the championship to hear a score. But you know, we we played the cards we were dealt. Say lobby, yes. And now you guys know. So uh, that's it. Snarf Madness is over for the year. Yeah. So we got some more stuff to look forward to. I know um, we're going to start doing some more top tens. Getting into that, uh, Craig actually, our winner had suggested doing. Top 10 board games. So that's interesting. That's we interesting. might do that. And I haven't played... I mean, I have played a lot of board games in my life. I think it would be really difficult for me personally to rank a top 10 of board games because once I get into it, I'd be like, well, I have played that before. Yeah. 
I think it was fun. Here, I'll give you a. I'll so give you a I might have if to. If you put operation this. in the top ten, then you got a problem. Put water on the knee, Chris. That game sucks. Operation. Bzzz. Did I get you? Take a rib or two. <laughs> um, so we got that coming up. I know Raj is going to be on the podcast for the first time. Oh, yes. Raj uh, reached out to me and said, I am in desperate need of being loved by the population like you two are. And he said, the only way I can see this being possible is to come on the show and you guys, you know, talk me up. Yeah. I was like, we can do that for you, Raj. Like, if you want to be talked up, we'll, we'll do that. So come on the show and, uh, you know, we'll get you your fame because yeah. we're world renowned. Yeah. We're a world, world renowned podcast. We actually had eight different countries uh, listen to our podcast in the last month. Wow. Did you know that? No, I did not. That's yeah. It's a new I know thing. our numbers were dwindling because of COVID, but I think they're making a resurgence now. They are starting to make a little bit of a resurgence. And this is, this is like every podcast has had the COVID dip because yeah. I, I subscribe to a lot of different podcast uh, subreddits on, on Reddit, and everybody is talking about their numbers dipping because of this. Because people just don't listen to podcasts at home. Right. They really don't. I mean, nobody sits around and listens to talk radio. I, well, some people do, but a lot of people don't listen to talk radio at home or, you know, you might have the radio just playing, but it's not the same as a podcast. So driving, and we don't is a have big thing. we don't have the golden microphone. We're not at the EIB network. No, we aren't. The we're excellence not, in broadcasting. We're no Joe Rogan. Yeah, even though he doesn't do anything different than we do. No, well, he's doing the same thing. He he's talks just the celebrities. He's and pulling he's in a lot of big interesting names. Than us. No, he's not. I'm pretty interesting. Um, have you our, ever met me? Uh, oh, and then dude's back. Dude so is he'll back. probably be on uh, once. I, I don't think we're going to bring any guests in until after official this, quarantines are lifted. Yeah, it needs to settle down a bit, I think. Um, that would be smart. Oh, and we did have a request for uh, somebody wanted to be on to talk about uh, Global Comics. It's a company that, um, it's a comic publishing platform. Yes. Where creators can put their comics up and people can, they can put them up for free. Or... Or they can charge like per page and yeah. people can go on there and like subscribe and they get a certain amount of credits and then they can subscribe to your podcast and then they do like a revenue share um, between the platform and the creator. So they wanted to come on and talk about that and we may do that. We may not. I don't know. Yeah, we've got it in the pipeline, yeah. as they say. And hopefully we'll get once the quarantine really lifts, like maybe in the fall, early fall. We could go do um, Jerry's. Uh, yeah, Mr. Wiggly's, Mr. Moist, Wiggly's and happy Moist and Happy Friendship Garden. Friendship Garden. Yeah, that it's would an be really cool. It's pretty good. Did you listen to any of it? No, not yet. It, it's fun. It's super fun, and I want to be a part of that. I think it would be great. Um, and you know, like sharing. We need to get podcasts. more involved in the podcast community. I, I completely agree. And it, there is a huge community in our area. Yeah, uh, for of sure. people doing this, and especially in the Chicago land area, uh, they're it's huge. And, and Jerry just has a that thirst big. for live sketch comedy. So, I mean, I really kind of want to do that. Yeah. yeah, this isn't live; it would be recorded. But well, uh, whatever. You're doing a reading with other people, and I think it would be, I think it'd be really fun. This is like what I've lived for, Chris, <laughs> in my life. So we'll be doing that soon, and yeah. I did reach out to Global Comics and talk to them about uh, publishing Jetpack Samurai and 
seeing what resources they have for maybe uh, any artists that they work with that want to be interested in taking it on. Because my thought was, if we can use their platform, and that's how they monetize things, we could put it up there and literally all the proceeds can just go back to the artist. For a certain amount of time. Yeah, for a certain amount of time, yeah. So, or they can just have the digital. Yes. 100%. Yes. And we can print it. And sell. And sell copies. Physical copies. Physical copies Which is what we planned on doing anyways. Right. Yeah. So, I I thought that was a, a potential thing we could do yeah so we'll see there's a lot of interesting stuff going on once we get uh spring in the rear view mirror right the rear tractor mirror will be more into that stuff i did uh i just sit around twiddling my thumbs waiting for you to waiting for it to stop flooding yeah yeah that's true too we've had quite an issue there i got that resolved today though so oh that's good good. i mean as you were on the verge of suicide last night. <laughs> well, I wasn't. It's just the first time I've had to deal with this amount of flooding before with in the new position that I'm in. And there is kind of sucks being the man in charge, doesn't it? I mean, yes. Uh, not not really though. It just I've never worked at this specific. We had, I, the lock and dam that I am in charge of also has taken over a pump station that Exelon ran for 25 years. The Corps of Engineers owns the ground and owns the building, but Exelon signed a, a, an agreement to run it for 25 years. They did that. Then they turned it back over to the Corps of Engineers, and our district forced it on Dresden because it was the closest one to it. And Exelon has never taken care of it or updated anything. They just let it go to shit, basically. The pumps don't work correctly. We, there's three pumps inside of this building. Two of them have been removed for uh, to be fixed because they just weren't. They would pump water, but it was like literally a quarter of what they should have been pumping because everything inside of them was junk. Veins were junk. Bell houses were junk. There were supposed to be check valves to keep the Kankakee River from coming in backwards. Those didn't work. So you were basically recirculating water. Um, so there was just a lot of issues. So right now there's only one pump in this building, and with all of this extra rain. That obviously, in the flooding that we've had, it's hard to control. So we had to rent pumps that cost it costs like ten thousand dollars to rent two pumps. Of course, none of this was an issue until you got to be in charge. And it, no, it was. They've been doing this for the last two years, so it just takes that long for people to actually to get money through the government to upgrade things, and uh, it's just taken a long time. But now that those pumps are being upgraded, it'll be a like incredible increase in our pumping power when they come back, but they aren't set to be done being rehabbed until July. So I have to wait until July and it, it, they're basically useless to me in July because we don't usually flood right. in July or August, but I mean, it'll help in the near future. This is probably, I hope this is the last time we would have to like rent all these pumps. It's just that me figuring out when I needed the pumps, there's some also some other variables with this place because they have these gates that you can open, but the problem was the Kankakee River rose faster than the pool side that I need to pump out. So if I would have opened these gates, the Kankakee River would just flood backwards. Just goofy stuff, but... I just never had to deal with that before. And last night I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I need to do. It reminds me of my friend. One of my friends works at ComEd. And it was a big flood. It must have been last year. Um, But anyway, he was sitting 
because a transformer he does he works on a lot of underground stuff. Yeah, a transformer blew, uh, got flooded, whatever. He was just sitting there in his truck because there's nothing he could do, but wait and just I don't know if he was just supposed to wait there and watch something or just wait for more people or whatever. But this guy's yard was completely flooded. His house was flooded. Everything. His yard's flooded. So he's got a little five horse pump with a three inch pump, you know, or four yeah. inch pump, whatever it is. And he is sucking water out of his yard. And he's got the other side going across the road and dumping into the ditch on the other side of the road. Yes. And there is a culvert under the road that that goes goes right back into his yard. yard. (laughs) (laughs) And he is on the downside of all of this equation. Okay. And he just sent me the pump and he said, this guy has been at it for four hours. Holy shit. That's how people are, though. They don't have any clue what water does. No, they really don't. And there was one, there's so many people that call us because they just look up Army Corps of Engineers and they know, like the guy literally told me, he's like, hey, my neighbor is, uh, his sump pump pumps into my yard and it's flooding my yard. He's like, I know you guys deal with flooding, so what can I do about this? It's like, I, at first, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, are you, landscape are you joking? It's like, why don't you go talk to your neighbor? Yeah, you know, like, do you think the Army Corps of Engineers is going to come and say, "Let's build a berm right here"? Yeah, let's berm this up, stop this from flooding. Like, what? come on, guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I know a little bit because uh, my dad used to be a drainage contractor, and he's just kind of told me stuff over the years. But people have a lot of crazy misconceptions about how drainage works in general yeah um so it's interesting it is interesting so i've got a little bit of news here too yeah and i have some news as well we need to now we're like behind so oh we ain't behind (laughs) we're right on track all the time all right we're right where we're supposed to be um i got a lot of news so okay i have one did you hear about what the another live action disney film is going to be i did that was one of mine too hercules hercules by the russo brothers yes and twitter is going wild well, I'll tell you Wild. what, uh, Hercules is one of my favorite Disney movies, and it's super underrated. You think so? Oh, yeah. It is pretty good. I love it. The music's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great story. It is kind of drowned out, isn't it? Like, you don't really hear yeah, much about Hercules. No, it, it was not. And it, it was popular at the time. It, came it out was, Probably yeah. late 90s. 96, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I was, I remember I was a little old for Disney movies, but my niece was about, you know, she was a little kid then. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, I was probably, I mean, I definitely watched it when it came out. It was in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. but um, So did I. Yeah, it was a, it's an awesome movie. It really is. It's great. But, and that's um, the gospel truth. So, the beginning with the singers on the vases, yeah. the muses, fantastic. Twitter's going wild because of the Russo brothers yeah. being involved with it and who can play Hercules. So that's what I was going to ask you is, who do you think right now... Well, it's a young Hercules in that movie. Yes, it's it very is. very young Hercules. So I don't know a lot of young actors because I'm just not... I'm not up on the... Yeah, the I guess I'm really not either now that I think of it. But it's got to be somebody like buff. I mean, like a young Chris Evans during like a Scott Pilgrim would have been a good choice. Yeah. But now he's too old. Um... Everybody know. on Twitter was talking Get about Kevin Sorbo back. Everybody on Twitter was talking about Chris Hemsworth again. And I was he's like, you old. can't. Yeah, he's too old. And maybe you can't his brother, him. Liam Hemsworth. What's he like two years younger? I mean, um, even if he's four years younger, it doesn't matter. There's another one too, like Luke, maybe. 
I don't know. Apparently, you know way more about the Hemsworth than I do. I uh, knew Liam because he was, wasn't he like involved with uh, Miley? Good luck to Disney finding an actor buff enough for a live action Hercules. Well, I don't think that sounds a little ridiculous. Yeah, no, I don't think that's sure. There's plenty a of people buff enough. And do you know what they can do with computers nowadays? I think they should put him in like one of those muscle suits. <laughs> yes, a blow up one. I think that's a good idea as well. Uh, the Meg character that could be there's some like uh, they should give that to like uh, who could be a good Meg. Like Aubrey Plaza. Oh, gosh, I love her. She's yeah. really great. Her uh, A show of hers, her and Danny DeVito have like co-written a show together yes. that has been picked up by a streaming service. I don't remember which one. Amazon, I think. Um, I think it's Amazon Video have picked up a show. And it's like uh, something, it's like devil something. I don't remember yeah. what it's called. Uh, th- this is poor news reporting but i just remember i just remember reading that i didn't actually have it written down but i know she's got a show that she's co-writing with danny devito and i think that's freaking amazing and i guarantee you it will be good her she's She's an alien i think she's she's an alien yeah she's not from this planet she's so good at the deadpan comedy i don't think it's like comedy i think that's just how she is i know but it's considered deadpan comedy but yeah that is how she is she's so awkward and strange um she won't laugh at things you know like she looks so serious it's just she's fun and i think whatever she does is good i think uh so i got screen rant which is a popular website has fan casting 10 actors perfect for a live action hercules but i'm gonna tell you right now they're not gonna be perfect okay uh, number 10 for Hera. So that was his mom. Uh, Kate Winslet, whatever. I don't care about that. Zeus, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone as Zeus. Yeah. It'd be good, Zeus. Uh, Calliope. Calliope? Cali- Calliope? I don't even remember who that is. Oh, she's one of the muses. Jennifer mm-hmm. Hudson. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. fine. She can sing. She's a good singer. Uh, pain. She got that voice. Pain is like the little uh, Hades, little the little, yeah, Jonah yeah. Hill. Mm. Eh, I, I feel like that. that's too small of a character for Jonah Hill. Yeah, pain should be like Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it. I really do. Like that is a perfect character I for him. I don't know if he still does the voice, Bob Gett. He's a stand-up comic now. Yeah. Uh, Panic. What do you mean now? He's been a stand-up well, comic yeah. for years. Uh, Panic, Michael Sarah. I love Michael Sarah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Hades, Robert Downey Jr. Ooh. He'd be a good Hades, but man, could you ever beat James Woods? No, you can't, but I think Nicolas like- Cage could do an incredible job. Nicholas Cage. Oh, is yeah. I think Robert Downey Jr. would be great. No, I think Nicholas. Nick, have you seen how insane Nicholas Cage is in uh, some of his movies? He would be a good Hades. Now we got one here. Phil. Phil was the Phil Pan Hartman character. The what? The Pan character that trained Hercules. The goat. Yes, 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 yes. Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah, of course. That's great. He's such a good actor too. Meg. Uh, Natalie Portman. She might be a little old. Mm, yeah. I like Natalie Portman, though. I do a lot. like Natalie Portman. She's a Harvard scholar. Young Hercules. Tom Holland. 
He's too skinny. Too skinny, but he'd be good. He'd be very good. Um, he's an incredible actor, but he's just too small. Well, uh, Her- and I'm normally on board with small guys. Hercules. So there must, I guess, older Hercules. Uh, they're picking uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, he can't do it. He's been, he's in everything. Yeah, you can't take him. Um, he he's a perfect build. He's the he's perfect for every role, and that's the problem. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, but there is yeah, a, a rumored cast. So that was those were fan choices. The rumored casting um, I have here is. Uh, Favorite to play Hercules, Chris Evans is uh, rumored to be playing Hercules. Amber Heard as Meg. Wait, Amber Heard, isn't she the one that... She was an Aquaman. Yeah, she's the one who beat up uh, Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so she's not getting that. Yeah. I think she's getting like blackballed. No, no, no. She was just an Aquaman. Big role. I know that happened no, before no, that all was, of this. No, that that the giant the whole, thing was way before. No, it all just blew up on about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I know it physically happened before that, oh, okay. but it just came out to light like what actually happened. She's not going to get blackballed. She's a woman. Nobody she, cares when women hit men. No, she was removed from a movie that she was doing. Okay, well, uh, Hades rumors. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I like him. Cumberbatch. Did I just say Cumberbatch? You did. Um, and the other one is Trev Don, who I don't know who that is. It's that's made up. That's a made up name. Yeah, that's not true. So there you go. That's a rumored one. So I'm excited. I think that'd be good. So I looked up this Aubrey Plaza Danny DeVito show, um, and it's actually going to be an animated series called Little Demon on FX, and it's uh, produced by Dan Harmon. Oh, right. Yeah, Dan Harmon has done some really good things. If yeah. you haven't ever seen Community, you need to get on that because it's an incredible show. His podcast is great, too. I don't know if you ever I listened to I haven't ever. I, I think I've listened to one, but I haven't listened to all of it. But he's I've heard so, him on other podcasts. He's so podcasts. deadpan, and he is so, like, depressed. Yes. But, like, funny. It's great. So He's got, like, serious depression problems, though. I guess that's not that right. funny. It's but. not funny to think about. I mean, I guess on our end, we can laugh about it. But, it but is he laughs about it. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really great. So, uh, it's, let's see, is, uh, the network is wasting no time getting started as production is slated to begin next week. Hmm. So, and that, this article came out April 23rd. So that's this week they were going to start production on it. Probably not going to happen. Um, why? Um, it's a little thing called COVID-19. They can record stuff. Oh yeah. It's animated. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, cool. Um, next one that I had, unless you wanted to do one of yours. Yeah, that's fine. Um, AMC. I love that network. The network, which I didn't ever connect, is the same company as AMC Theaters. Hmm. I guess I that never did. That is what it is. <laughs> it is? Yeah, I didn't know that at all. I just thought, yeah, AMC was like a cable channel, like American movie Movie channel. classics. Classics. I yeah. didn't. The no, theater it's AMC didn't. Theaters. AMC Theaters owns AMC Network. Holy shit! I didn't know that at all. That's why they have money to make like such awesome shows. That makes sense now. Okay, they are we just dumb? Did we, other people? Please, I don't think other people knew it. Somebody write to us. You know, get, put some comments on something. Send us a message and tell us if you knew that or not. Because 
I don't think anybody knew that. I don't think a single person in the world knew that. You just assume AMC is its own thing. Yeah. The, like the TV show. It's like show the Walking the Dead theater. channel. That's what it is. It, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Anyway, go ahead. Um, they got into a little spat. I, I've heard. A big spat, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the CEO of NBC Universal, um, one of the biggest media companies in the world, and they're also releasing their own streaming service. It's actually already out, but it's only for Comcast uh, customers right now. It's called Peacock. Have you heard oh, about Peacock? I have heard about Peacock, but I didn't know what it was consisting of. Yeah, so it's going to be like an NBC Universal streaming app. And Comcast owns NBC Universal. Anyway, they put out a little movie called Trolls World Tour. Yes. And it wasn't able to go in theaters no at one. all. Zero. I don't think it had any theater time. Zero. No, it was only put out on streaming. They put it out on streaming. I mean, it was a, it was a $20 rental. Yes. Uh, we rented it. I didn't. I wanted to rent it. Yeah. I think I'm still going to. They are saying they've made over $100 million. So what I read was that Trolls World Tour made more money in the first week of its release than Trolls did in its box office release. In its entire In its entire release. run. Yes. Worldwide, yep. I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that could be worldwide, but at least in the U.S. In the I U.S. for sure. I think they make a lot of money on foreign sales. I think most of that stays overseas. Yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway. But they still take it into account. Yeah. It made like over $100 million in streaming. And the, and the CEO of NBC Universal came out in an interview and said, I think that this will be our model going forward. It's like basically, you know, we're not going to, we're going to theatrically release, but we're going to digitally release at the same time. Yes. So people have the option to go to the theater or the option to rent it from home. Which, I mean... I kind of like that. It's not terrible, and it makes sense in these day and ages. But they, the reason why they have the time but, period difference is because they have to have a certain little mutual respect. For theaters. For theaters. But also, think about $100 million for that movie and streaming. They don't have to share that with anybody, except for the streamer, I suppose. Um, no, it, uh, Probably not. No, they don't. Not. So they don't have to share that. When when no, when because they, they're they're the streamer wants the business on, you know, on their platform. So, like, you wouldn't pay this, would they? Well, no, maybe they no, are. At the, we, you bought it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, you'd buy it on Amazon. No. I, uh, so anyway, but when they release in a theater, they got to s- split the cut with the theater. Right. Now a lot of them have deals where, like, opening weekend, the theater doesn't get anything. Okay. And then like as the movie goes That's on, when they, make they start making like 50% of the door or whatever it is. Sure. I don't know. They're all different deals. But anyway, AMC theaters got super pissed about this because it's going to destroy their business basically right. and put theaters out of business. So AMC said, we are not going to allow any universal movies in our movie theaters from henceforth. That's incredible. And so- that's uh, probably... It's one of the top three biggest studios, right, for movie releases? Probably. Oh, yeah, I would say so. So here's, <laughs> here's why this doesn't make any sense. So you're worried about Universal doing, doing that and you not getting business because Universal is going to let people stream. You've just solidified the fact that you aren't going to get that business because you're not going to play Universal movies. Yeah. So, However, I mean, it makes sense from their 
perspective to say like, you don't want to work with us. We don't want to work with you. You don't want to help us. We don't want to help you. However, that's killing your coming off of NBC saying, Hey, we don't really, we just made all this money doing it just on streaming. However, there's the whole thing hanging over everybody's head. Is that going to be like that? Is the reason why it made a hundred million dollars because of coronavirus? Right. Because everybody was at home and they needed shit for their kids to do. Which I guarantee you added to to Big the time. to the money of that. For sure. Did it add fifty million dollars to it though? No, probably not. But it added a lot. It added a we, lot to We it, would yes. not have rented that movie if it wasn't for this. Would you have went to the theater? No. But we rented the movie because the kids are home all day and they have nothing to do. Yeah. I, we no, would I not have rent, we would have waited for uh, it to come out on Streaming, yeah, like I would have too. Or something. Yes, I would have too. Um, or we would have rented it when it came out. But I tell you, I don't think if if I don't think companies releasing um, their movies to stream right out to buy on a streaming platform right off the bat will sway a lot of people to stay home. Like you and I are still going to go to the movie theaters. I think a lot of people are still going to go, but you're going to lose some business. I think maybe if they met in the middle and they said. All right, how about a four-week theatrical release? By, yeah. by week four, everybody that's going to go has gone. Yeah, and it's, I mean, this is inevitable. This is going to happen. You know, movie theaters are not going to be able to keep uh, companies, production companies, from doing this. They, well, just, they just aren't. Movie theaters need to offer value added. So when we go to a movie theater, nine times out of ten, we're going to go to an IMAX screen yes. or a GDX screen. We're going to drive to Yorkville or, uh, you know, if we had better movie theaters closer, that would be great. But we're going to go to a premium movie theater for the most part. Correct. Premium seats, premium screen, pre- premium sound. Yeah. For the most part. I'm willing to pay for that. I'm not willing to go to a shitty movie theater. Right. I just don't want to do that. No, and the one but that I is closest pay- to us is just not going to get the business because it is shitty. And they haven't upgraded anything, and it's not a premium movie theater. It's like very low budget movie yeah. theater, and it's not fun to go to. Like I will pay five, ten dollars more a ticket to go to an IMAX screen. Yes, easily. Um, and I don't want to sit on top of people, you know. And I like being able to reserve my seat. Mm-hmm. I like I there being too. less seats in there. Um, but they've been talking. It's probably completely screwed now. They were going to build a forty X theater in Joliet. Um, yeah. Actually, on this side of Joliet. Well, I mean, I thought that was already in progress, wasn't well, it? I mean, the ground's been broke, but yeah. I'm sure it's not going to happen now. You don't think so? No. Movie theaters are going to have a tough time for years. I don't know. 4DX is value added right there. It is. And I will go to every single movie th- movie that I can in 4DX. I mean, we need to at least we go live to one because we need 18, to see what it's like. 15 miles away. Yeah. We need to see what that's like. 18 miles away. There have been people that I've heard on other podcasts that do not enjoy the 4DX experience, but the majority of people really enjoy it. If I enjoy the experience, I'll go there and pay $20, $25 for a ticket. No problem. Yeah, it can really elevate the experience of the movie. I'm not going to go pay, bring my kids there and and pay, uh, you know, $125 for five of us to go. But if I'm just going by myself with you, I'll pay $25 to go there. Yes, I would too. Um, anyway, so I thought that was interesting and we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, AMC is going to end up showing Universal movies, so they're going to work this out right. somehow. 
Yeah, I, just, I basically I think it's like a dumb thing to Universal I think it's really came dumb. out and said like, okay, I think they're a little bit react, overreacting here, but you know, but I, they I, can't stop them from doing I it. I like and, the gravitas of AMC to go out in there and be like, you know what? Fuck you. I get that point, and and I I can respect that point. I just think it's really dumb on their part to say we refuse to play a production company's movies because they're going to stream it and take business from us. So instead, we're you know they're gonna like play the martyr and and just say, well, we're just gonna get rid of that business anyways. Yeah, because I think Universal, dumb. NBC Universal owns DreamWorks, don't they? Yes. Yeah. So if you're going to... So they if, make some big movies. If you're already going to be a, a struggling platform to begin with, why shoot yourself in the foot? That's like the whole... Do you think movie theaters were really struggling? Because we hear that a lot. I don't think so but at all. they're booming in our area. They're, I, they're everywhere. And all of them are upgraded now. Yes. They're all super nice. All of these huge... They're big, packed. Every time we go there, they're packed. I know. These big budget movies, all these big budget movies are doing incredibly well. And now that they do the reserve, like reserving your seats, I think they get more people through that place than you do when well, they all have of, a lot less seats. If you'll notice that the they do, have but, a lot less seats. but they have a lot more showings. They've been showing yes. these movies like f- way more times and they have them on five different screens over the last year. Uh, we've gone to a lot of movies and due to um, almost every single time it's hard to get seats. We have to get seats way ahead of time for star Wars. We had to get them three months ahead. Yeah. But I'd rather have that, ex- that problem than stand in an hour long line to try to get in and get, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the experience of going to the movie has increased so much more because you already have the, problem, the satisfaction of having a seat. You the, know where you're going to be. The problem is we're always going like at the beginning. Like we don't see what it's like on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, no, we, no. We are, we're going there the opening weekend. Most of the yeah, time. that's true. And I, but I mean, has a Tuesday afternoon ever been bustling at a movie theater? Well, but I mean, I guess not. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... I've gone to movies during the day, like oh, especially so in the I. winter. So and I. there's... A lot of times they're still pretty crowded. They can be, yeah, depending on the time of year, for um, sure. But like on a Tuesday afternoon in the summer? Probably not. But, you know, like everybody goes there and spends $50 on popcorn Easy. and pop and stuff like that. And you're like... You know that pop costs twelve cents, and the popcorn costs fifteen cents. Yes, and you just spent twenty dollars on it. I know. You know, and I don't give a shit. But that popcorn's so good. It's so good. And then you get that cherry. Give wild me cherry a large Pepsi. popcorn with cherry Pepsi. Oh my gosh! Every single time, it's yeah. so strange that you had the exact same. It is weird thing that I have. Like that's my thing. Yes, because we have nothing else in common, and very few things. <laughs> Very few things are that we have in common. Um, so there was a little show. I mean, the world was taken by storm by that Tiger King show, you know, on Netflix. Like uh, Carol Baskins. Yeah, sort of bitch. You bitch, Carol Yo, Baskins. Carol, I'll never financially recover from this, you bitch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> actually, I think that's what you said earlier, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, so the Ozark series the third series of ozark that came out or mm-hmm. season of ozark that came Which out we talked about scored better than the tiger king uh i'm not surprised documentary but all i wanted to say by that is that it gives me a little bit of hope that 
the country isn't as dumb as what I thought it was. <laughs> well, the, I'm going to tell you what. Ozark is infinitely more entertaining than Tiger King was. For sure. But there I, are I so many li- people want mindless TV, Chris. I was a little taken aback by the incredible hype around Tiger King. I, I don't not for the fact that because it's so ridiculous and I get it I get everything that's being said but like it wasn't that interesting like no the it wasn't. first episode or two was pretty good there was nothing to it but the rest of it was really repetitive and boring yeah I, I completely don't. agree with you but the hype was so big you saw nothing but Tiger King memes Tiger King stories Tiger well, King very articles memeable, seriously it's oh I know crazy. and but that's all you saw. You didn't see a lot of that with Ozark. I mean, it's a normal TV series that doesn't turn into a, a big hype like that. Yeah, but it's got so a big following. It's It just makes me feel good that Ozark scored way higher than Tiger King did. So, like, viewership is better on a show. I, I haven't watched Ozark, but it just it makes me happy that people are watching an actual story. Yeah. Rather than and this later stupid, on, mindless When we get to what we're watching, I'm going to talk about another new Jason Bateman produced, acted, and directed show. Really? Yeah. I guess we'll I don't even that. know about this. Jason Bateman is phenomenal. He's really great. He is so good. And to think, the humble beginnings as Teen Wolf 2. I know. And that was such a poor, poor movie. <laughs> yeah, but Teen Wolf 1 is the shit. Love me some Teen I Wolf. I love that movie. I have a Teen Wolf t-shirt. You do? Yes. Can I have it? Yeah, you can have it. I'll okay, give it to thanks. you. Um, I loved Teen Wolf. Especially when I was in college, I used to watch that movie all the time. I remember last year, Grady and I watched Teen Wolf, and there was some risque but parts. Teen in Wolf that, Two is really bad in that. But Jason movie, Bateman but is good in it. Jason Bateman's good in everything. Yeah, for sure. Although I was never a fan of uh, all, his, all the I, comedy that he was in, the big comedy that he was in, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. You know, it has a huge like cult huge following, following, but I was but never a huge fan of it. It's fine. Um, all right, so yeah, that worked. Uh, we got invited to something. This is still news, okay? Um, so uh, the You've guy that's been invited, the guy that makes our t shirts, and he's actually making a new t shirt for us right now. Good. Um, actually, well, he hasn't started it because I need to get some art direction from you before the end of the night, but Deal. um. He is huge into horror movies, mm. but like 80s horror movies only. Okay. Not 90s, not 2000s, only 80s. Huge. All right. Like to the point where you, when you walk into a shop, all his walls are posters of 80s horror movies. And this guy is good. I like the, the dedication. Fan. He is a huge, huge, huge nerd for that. Um, he goes to two big horror cons at one, uh, in Chicago area. All right. Two. You know, we're not big horror no. people. One in August and one in December or something. We have a Patreon subscriber and an avid listener in David Timmons that is huge in horror. Really? Oh, yeah. So he's big into it, um, and he has tables. He has booths at these every year because he makes T-shirts and stuff like that. And he prints stuff and sells stuff at these horror cons. But he mainly goes just because he's a fan. Okay. Um, so he invited us to come and hang out at his booth and we can sell stuff or we can give stuff away at his booth deal and walk around the con. And I totally, I'm totally into that. Yes. I like eighties horror that I said that earlier on a show you, before too. you did like eighties yeah. horror movies. I like it's anything after the nineties really when I started to dislike it. I like that old campy 
cheesy horror movies. You know, and I would agree with that. Although I really liked uh, Scream when it first came out. Oh my god, I did. It, it's not. It's not a terrible movie. I will say that. No, I mean at the time it was huge. Yeah, it was just too. Uh, it was too preppy for me. Too MTV. Oh man, I was so preppy and so MTV. Yeah. I was like an incredible You MTV. wanted your MTV? MTV Spring Break was I my favorite. I MTV. Yeah, Mark Knopfler. He's great. You ever seen his guitar? Sway? You remember Sway? Sway, yeah. He's got a, a podcast, or actually he's got a what was, XM show. What was the dude on uh, Real World? Uh, Puck? Was it Puck? Yeah. Yes, I think it was. I used to watch Real, Real World Road Rules Challenge. Oh my God, you saw a lot of people with... Blonde tips and yes. uh, bleach blonde hair. I loved road rules way more than real world. The sunglasses on the back of the head. Awesome. You were part of all that. I wanted to be at spring break for MTV so bad. Like, I yearned. Have you ever yearned for anything, Chris? I, I don't think that I have yearned. Oh, my gosh. I yearned to be at a spring break of MTVs. There, everybody was so cool on that stage. Jason Bateman sang Hungry Like the Wolf on an MTV Spring Break stage, and I thought it was the coolest performance I've ever seen because this, like, average white guy was up there singing Hungry Like the Wolf and all these Hungry girls in bikinis. Like yeah, look it up. It's one of the best renditions of Hungry Like the Wolf you could ever expect. I love that song. Duran Duran. I love Duran Duran, man. Oh, they're so good. Um, so, anyway. For that one... We Sorry. might be doing that. I thought that was an interesting bit of news. Uh, last thing I got is they announced J.J. Abrams and HBO Max announced a new collaboration between Bad Robot, yes, Bad Robot, and HBO Max. Um, he is going to be bringing three new shows to HBO Max. Uh, so exciting! The first one uh, we'll just gloss over. It's called like Duster. I don't know anything about it. The yeah. second one is called Overlook. And it is based on The Shining. Yeah, the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. It's in my sister's been there. A little bit that hotel more about Colorado. it. It's going to tell stories about each room. Yeah. So behind each door is a different that's cool horror story basically, and I think that's a really neat premise. That's cool. Um, but the big one for us, of course, is Justice League Dark. And I just recently talked about that animated movie because I finally watched it. And so I watched the animated movie. I loved it. And then this announcement comes out and I ruined my shorts. Yeah. No, this is super exciting. <laughs> the, um, I love Justice League Dark. I didn't know anything about it really until I watched the animated movie. Yeah. Uh, but I love the mystical, magic, occult aspect. I just love that kind of stuff. And to put that into the comic book universe mm -hmm. is, that's why I always love Constantine. Con John Constantine is an incredible character. Yeah. And I love, uh, what's the chick's name? Which chick? All I can think of is Zendaya, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. Oh, uh, I can't let, me let me look it up. I can't remember her name, but um, I like all those characters. I love the occult. I love mysticism. I love magic. So anyway, that's going to be coming out, and uh, Swamp Thing will be a part of that, I assume. Right? Do we know that? Is so it confirmed? No, I mean none of it has been confirmed, but I assume it is going to bring Swamp Thing back to the small screen. So I therein mean, lies. We were talking about this beforehand, and I believe 
this was my theory that I was thinking about the other day when I was in the tractor and I found this news out. I wonder if that's why they ended the Swamp Thing TV show. Really? Well, think about it. DC and HBO are the same company. Yes. They are owned by Warner Brothers. Yes. Um, they knew that HBO Max was going to be coming out when they were making Swamp Thing for the DC Universe app. Very they knew true. the DC Universe app was going to fold into the HBO Max app. These were all known things. Yeah. And Zatanna. Zatanna, yeah. And potentially they knew that maybe J.J. Abrams um, would be working Had on a plan. Uh, Justice League show. And they thought, well, we can't have this other bullshit going on. Yeah. This is J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I know. I, and I would agree with that. I, I, all I can do is hope. I can hope and pray that they bring Swamp Thing back. I want a live-action Swamp Thing. You were saying you wanted more of an animated Swamp Thing. Either one of those I, want I would them to be do happy an with. animated one in, in the vein of the HBO Spawn show, like that. Yeah. Like an adult-oriented cartoon. But do you remember that Spawn show? Uh, like the yeah. animation was really good. They spent a bundle of money on it. Yeah. Um, well, Todd McFarlane was directly involved with that. Like the animation for that was better than the animation even for like the DC animated movies, I think. Yeah. It was more stylized, more stylistic. Yes. Less... less generic clearly drawn in korea right like and that's what i don't like i really don't like a lot of the animation like that I, i've never yeah, been a you fan can of tell it. like when people use animation studios from like asia yes um it's a completely different style yeah and then you see stuff that you know was animated in the united states and you're like oh my god this and I'm not saying I don't like it for that, but it's a, it's a style of like, it's like almost stop motion animation. It is. And it's to save money. I get it. Yeah. And that's good because I want these things made and it's not bad enough that it worries me that much. But if you look at it, like there's not a lot of fluid action happening. It's more like still frames. It is. But animated enough that it, it does, it's not like a stop motion comic, but it's like a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But when you see like an American original animation style, and I'm not saying they only come from America, but you know where you see amazing action and fluid motions and stuff like that, it, it just blows you like like into the Spider Verse. Yes, and it just takes that takes so much time and so much effort and so much money. That's to what I'm do. saying. You see what they pay. For yeah, that, yeah, and you it. see why these shows don't make it. Right, and you can't. A lot of them can't do that nowadays, but. If they could do that for Swamp Thing, I would be 100% on board. But I also want to see a live-action Swamp Thing still because I love that. And yeah, It I just, needs to be a character. There's so much more they could do in animation that they, can, they can't do. Right, because of the character and because of his abilities and different things to that do Swamp things, Swamp Thing right, you need a hundreds of million dollar budget for the special effects alone. Just give me anything Swamp Thing is what I'm saying. You know, give me give it anything. All. Give all of it. Yes. Pour it all onto my face and my eye Put holes. Put some Swamp Thing on me yeah. in the name <laughs> of love. <laughs> I'm not adding to that song. Um, when I was at, recently I had to use a gift card for Pheasant Run. I got a gift card for Pheasant <laughs> Run. <laughs> you invited me. Yes, I did invite you. And we found out that they were closing the doors for good. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, turns out they hit that timing just right. But yep. <laughs> they were closing the doors for good, and we had like one week to use this gift card. So I'm like, we got to go. It's like the middle of February. I'm like, we got to go. So we went up there, and there was it was a joke. Like everything was shut down. It was gross. But whatever. We just went up there swimming Great. indoor pools. Yeah. So we go up there, and they have a little arcade. Joke. Terrible. Okay. Uh, but it's called The Swamp. Oh. The arcade is. And on the wall, they have a, they have all the, they have a, there was like two Swamp Thing movies, right? Yes. They have the framed uh, posters. Really? From Swamp Thing movies. I took a picture. I'd never sent it to you. Have you ever asked if you could have those posters? No. I'm, since they were closing? Probably could. Probably, yeah. Probably should have. Yeah. yeah. Really dropped the ball on that one. I probably could have just taken it because there was nobody there that gave a <laughs> shit. Um, anyway, so J.J. Abrams. Justice League Dark and The Shining thing. I I like I love The Shining movie. I like HBO movie. Max. I never saw Doctor Sleep, so I haven't either. I need to watch that. Uh, dude saw it, and I I'm pretty sure he watched that because he was really excited about that movie coming out. I think we'll I'm gonna get a little more into that. the horror stuff. Um, I watched a couple creepy de- shows lately, and I liked it. It depends on the type of horror, like the blood and guts type horror isn't my thing. No, I but, like more like Black Mirror. Yeah, like the unsettling type things. Yeah. I, I, I like that too. But HBO Max is really intriguing me. They're going to have a lot to the max! of good things. I love HBO. They're going to have a lot of good things. And now that they're tied into DC and the whole Warner Brothers stuff. I found myself now huge. basically only watching HBO and Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, I, I mean, never... Amazon's still up there yeah well they don't have anything on right now mm. what's out right now there's a lot of things out right now that i've just never watched okay well anyway do you got more news i don't okay so we're oh, wait in. one more one i more. just remembered it um there was a new still image that was released for wonder woman 1984 yeah the year of my birth gerald and oh i'm sorry it was made for me it is. It's made for your year of birth. And it is of Wonder Woman flying, which we've never seen before. And a lot of people didn't realize that Wonder Woman could fly. Well. Because it's a power that she realized a little bit later on. She had yeah, to like grow say, into her powers. She, didn't, she couldn't fly for most of her career. Correct. It was a more recent thing. I think it may be just from the 90s, maybe. I don't know. Um, I... I, read I should the, not say that because I have no idea. No, but I know she did in the cartoons. Yeah, she did. And, but it came out later in the comics. But like in the 70s, she just had an invisible jet. So that, yes. And I don't think, I don't know if they're going to go with that yet. But in this movie, they are going to reveal her ability to fly. Now, is it flying or like jumping really high and far and long distances? I don't know. I don't know. Because like just, Superman couldn't fly either. In the beginning. Yeah, so it's the same. Yeah, because Wonder Woman is basically the same The whole person. flying thing is... Okay, I get flying for a character that has wings or something. Because they did that with Hulk, too. Hulk can't fly. He I just know. jumps. I know that. that That's I what I'm get. saying. Okay, for Superman, Wonder Woman, Hulk, I get it. Jumping very far distances because you're incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. So you can jump very mm-hmm. far. I get it. Makes sense. Does it? Where's the flying? How does that work? They're aliens. What is propelling them? What is the propellant? What propels alien ships? Technology? They're Anti-gravity alien. technology? 
And they have that in their being. They ha- they can't. You can't have anti-gravity. Maybe if you had like anti-gravity boots. I'm really curious as to why you're arguing this point. Like, why, why are you arguing why people can fly? How do they fly? How? I have no idea. That's my point. Because it's not possible. Well, not for regular people, but if you were an alien, it could be. How are they turning in the air? Because they are capable aliens. What part of their body provides the thrust? Mind. Their mind provides the thrust. Yes, because it's all working off of the magnetism of the earth. Magnetism. Yeah. So it's like reverse polarity. So this is a magnetic issue. Could be. You know how you put like the north and south poles of a magnet together? So can they fly if they have no metal on them? Yeah. Is the iron in their own blood propelling them? That magnetic force? No, the magnetic field around their body. It's like a Stop. it's like a bullet train. This is the most re- bullet bullet trains hover and they go super fast on it's magnets, though, Jerry. I know magnets, and metal metal magnets repelling each other and at a tilted angle. You have a magnetic field Electro, around you. Electromagnetism. Yes. Okay. That's so they com- provide they, they electricity through their body. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, it's also this argument it's also me. just as ridiculous for you to argue this point because they're superheroes. I don't care. They shouldn't be able to fly. <laughs> is, yeah, they can. Unless can't. you have some sort of contraption or some sort of thrust mechanism, like flames shoot out of your feet. I mean, he also has lasers shoot out of his eyes, and you're not going to argue that. No, I get that. Oh, okay. And he can also breathe really cold. And freeze things. Yeah. And I mean, the, Wonder Woman can has a the lasso of truth. Yeah, that all makes sense. Explainable. Okay. Yes. Very. I don't know. The cold one's difficult. The laser eye is no problem. I mean, you're taking the, the power of the sun, the UV radiation, and you have some mechanism in your body by which that is collected and focused and beamed shot out. Totally makes sense. What about X-ray vision? Um, yeah, that's just, it's a visual, visual spectrum. What about just their strength in general? The radi- you're harnessing the radioactive power of the sun to shoot radioactive waves like an x-ray. That totally makes sense. But what about their extreme strength? And Extreme strength is the easiest one to figure out because they grew, he grew up on Krypton, which had way more gravity than the United States. Or than the United the world. <laughs> right. No, the it's Earth. just the United States. That's, That's all we're worried about. So if you grew up on a uh, place that had a hundred thousand times the gravitational thing mm-hmm. and you were able to evolve in that thing, and you came to the Earth, think how strong you would be. So then why couldn't they fly? They could. If they if flying meant jumping. Well, do you see Superman take off most of the time? But he, he always jumps. Really he high. can clearly like hover and fly and go sideways. He, he can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Originally, but then it became flying. Yes, he can the fly. The leaping tall buildings in a single bound made perfect sense. That's how they should have left it. Okay. Well, that's how we're going to leave it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I have some what I've been watching. Do you yes, have some of yours? I do. Okay, you go first. Okay, let me pull it up here. So um, one of them is uh, McMillions. Okay. Yeah, I watched Am- that too. Did you? Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I watched most of it. So I find it really interesting at how deep this went. So McMillions, it's like a documentary about the Monopoly game that McDonald's put out. Did you ever play that game? And I mean, a little, but I was a a small child at the time. 
That game's been no. That game's been around forever. I know, but at the time that they're talking about it is in the nineties and two thousand, like early two thousands. Well, yeah, 2000s but that game was around recently. I understand. I, I never, I never played it then. I, w- I did. I played it hardcore. I love that game. We used to like when I was a kid. Now they collect do those pieces. They do, and I don't do any of that. I think that's how Monopoly makes most of their money now, just like licensing that game. Probably, but uh, this documentary was was pretty neat because it this was a huge like mob ring of conspiracy and like just lying and cheating and what I there was- are so many people that were involved with this that were selling game pieces to just random people that would sell them for a certain price and you had to pay like $50,000 to get a game piece that would give you $150,000, you know, and you had to give a certain portion of that money to the guy who's giving you the piece. And he was like a mob boss. There are just so many different angles to this. I think that documentary was way better than a, a Tiger King oh, yeah. thing. I thought it was interesting that like McDonald's had like no idea what was going on. They're I know. Like, they like, didn't. They were actually genuinely like concerned. They're yeah. Like, well, I don't want this. This is bullshit. Yeah. And then, and there was people that were, that worked in McDonald's that helped the FBI and everything because they had no idea it was happening right underneath their nose. And they had like a, and there's a lot more to it. There's a ton. Super. There's a ton. I crazy. I'm not going to get into the whole thing about it, but I would say to watch it because it's pretty interesting and how it goes. It's kind of slow in the beginning because it goes through a lot of different. Yeah. I was going to say that it is definitely a little bit slow. Um, but if you like, documentaries you'll like it yeah and it i think it's it's not one of those that like you have to like documentaries to to like it yeah but there's a lot of people that do and i i feel like if you like a documentary like that and you want to see something that it's kind of unprecedented to happen like this hasn't never this has never happened before or again i don't think Uh, maybe it's happened again they just haven't figured it out but this was a huge thing that was going on that people were winning millions of dollars but when you look at it and the way they figured it out is that all of the people that were winning in the beginning were connected somehow to yeah. each other. Even though they were like different parts of a family, it was still traced back to one person and, or to like one family. And it's just really cool to see. And they interview a lot of the people that were involved, all of the people that were involved almost, and they get their stories on how they got the piece, how you know they knew the person that had the piece. That one woman was married to the guy that was doing all of this. It's pretty cool, and I I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I That's on that. Amazon, and Amazon is winning right now. I think. Uh, McMillions is on Amazon. It was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I watched it on HBO. Really, I saw it on Amazon Prime. Okay, well I don't remember then. I thought I watched it on HBO, but uh, sure. All right. What else? Then I started a show that has been out for a few seasons now, and I've never paid attention to it until recently, and it's called Future Man. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen it advertised. It is... Who is in that again? Pretty refreshing. Uh, he's the guy in Hunger Games, and that's the only one that I remember. Woody Harrelson. No, he's a younger kid that... Jennifer Lawrence. She is like involved with him and another guy. He's like covered in mud for a while. Peter. Because he gets hurt. Petra. Petra. Peter. 
I think you were closer Pietra. with Petri, Petri, Petri Pietra. dish. Pietra. Uh, anyway, uh, this show is about a guy who plays a video game. He's obsessed with a video game. He's a janitor at this lab, and he has, like, no purpose, really. All his purpose is, is to play this video game that is considered unbeatable. It's an unbeatable video game, and nobody understands why people play it. Well, he's playing it, and he ends up beating the game. And since he beat the game, what he finds out is that the person that beats the game is actually... um, So there are people from the future that are searching for their savior, and they come back to get him because since he beat the game, now they know he's their savior and he can beat this alien race that is destroying the world. And so they bring him back as the savior and he has to help them uh, find a cure for what happened to the world. Because like, it is pretty interesting, but it's I thought hilarious. It was a comedy. It is. Oh, okay. It is. It's, is it's it pretty Seth hilarious. Rogen? Did he produce this? Yes. Okay. He did. And uh, what's the other guy that he works with? Uh, that, yeah. Yep. The Gold... Evan Goldberg. Yes. So they both did it together. And it is, it's pretty hilarious. I mean, some of it is corny. And it's like, all right, well, you know, you kind of like... The, oh, okay. It is the Peter guy. Peter. Yeah. Peter. What's his name? Hutchins? Josh Hutch, Hutchins? Jennifer Hutch, Hutchinson. No. Oh. It's, it's a man. Yep. I don't know. But anyway, it's been... I don't know his name. It's been really fun to watch. I made it through the first season. I need to start the second one. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, that's what I said. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, I knew it was that. Um, it, it's really fun to watch. He, like, grows... You know, obviously his character grows because in the beginning, uh, he has no idea what's going on. And he's like, I cannot be your savior. I'm not a warrior by any means. Because they're literally fighting this alien, like, cyborg-type it's kind of person. like kind of like Galaxy Quest. It is very similar to that. And oh, it's I love Galaxy Quest. It's just a very fun show. It's hilarious. And like at one point he is do he dresses up in this moon suit or like an astronaut suit, I guess you'd call it, and he does a dance off to try to like basically cock block this guy so he doesn't get laid, so he doesn't get herpes. Because they're trying to stop this guy from getting herpes because that's why he creates this, uh, um, what is it, like an antidote. I don't know. It, it gets really in-depth on this one thing about this guy having herpes on his face. And it's, and it's the guy he works for in this lab as the janitor. He's like the main uh, scientist, and he's trying to stop him from getting herpes because they think that's the cause of it. And he basically cock blocks him at this party just by doing a moonwalk because they've never seen a moonwalk yet because Michael Jackson hasn't done it. So he does it at this party and it blows everybody away. And he thinks that that's going to save the world from him getting herpes, but he still gets herpes. And it's just really funny. <laughs> and I enjoy, I'm enjoying it a lot. What, and, a, what a random, like, inconsequential nominal disease. <laughs> right. Isn't it? But they, they blow it up into this big deal and it, it's just really fun to watch. I think, I think you should watch it huh. for sure. Yeah, I will check that out. Cool. Um, I'll do some that I've been watching as well. I don't know if you have more, but two more, uh, one I've been listening to, Oh, uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts cause I was planting a lot last week. 
and I listen to a bunch of Joe Rogan. And right now I'm listening to his newest one, I think, or was his newest one, with Tom Green. It's like, one of the newest ones, this yes. This is the Tom Green Show. Yes. It's not the Green Tom Show. This is my favorite show. Yeah. Because it is my show. I'm the backwards man, the backwards man. I can walk backwards faster than you can. I can walk backwards faster than you can. Daddy, do you like my sausages? Daddy, do you? Look at my hooves. I was a, a pretty pretty big Tom Green fan. I was I've too. always liked him. Yep. Um, he's great on this uh, Joe Rogan podcast. He's like the he's OG. super normal. He's like the OG of that style of yeah. comedian. I wouldn't think that he would be as normal as he was. He doesn't he's, seem that like his personality is pretty outrageous. Um, on the shows. On the shows or the movies or like Road Trip. He's in that one. Yeah. Um, no, I thought he was really good. Seems like a really cool guy. He's like a little over eager. He was on, on the on show. On the podcast because he's obviously a huge fan of Joe Rogan. He was. Um, so that was a little annoying at times. But overall, like he comes across really genuine. I just I found it really to be a good one of the better Joe Rogans I've listened to in a long time. I agree because I listened to the same one. Well, I watched it because I watch all of the YouTube videos that Joe Rogan has. And, and I apologize, guys, if you like watching our YouTube videos that we're we haven't had any for the last three four weeks. But yeah, they're coming back. They're coming back next week. Um, so if you watch the video, he does some jokes like while he's talking. He's also doing a joke at the same time that Joe Rogan completely misses Like while he's doing it. As soon as they open up the podcast, he's talking about how he's not, uh, he, uh, what was it? Like he wasn't super nervous about the disease and he wasn't uh, like, you know, overdoing it on sanitizing and stuff and while he's saying that he has he pulls out a clorox wipe and he's wiping off the microphone in the stand and he's washing his hands and spraying things in front of him washing everything down and he's saying like don't i'm not freaking out about any of this stuff while he's washing everything down and i think it's hilarious and joe rogan completely like passes over the joke and he does that multiple times throughout the episode so it's it's funny but tom green is like way more normal than you would ever expect yeah i thought he was it was great yep um so another one that i've been watching is i'm uh, still watching dave so catching up on dave i haven't the watched the newest episode was really really good i just love this show man if you guys aren't watching it, i'm not going to spend too much time what episode number are you on um uh, i don't know whatever the newest one is how many episodes of seven maybe i don't know Oh, I thought they were like finishing at eight or nine, but I haven't watched it since I thought seven. Um, there's, I think there's only one more left. Okay. I, I'm watching it on FX now because um, I don't have to watch commercials that way. Yeah, so. I gotcha. But no, uh, I love this show. I'm not going to go too much in depth. We'll talk about it more when the season's over, but I think it is, as far as I'm concerned, the best show of the year so far, at least new show of the year so Genius. far. Genius. Um, the new episode's really, 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 really good. Okay, I got, I got to go back. Really and watch good. It Not only funny, but also like really heartfelt and you know deep. That's the thing about this show is that it's so goofy at times, and like Dave as a person is just strange and awkward, 
and funny, but he's also very, very genuine Yeah. at the same time. And it's just, it's like almost refreshing to see, even if, if it is goofy, you know? Th- this last episode is so good that it's like, and it's just doing things that you'd never see done. Yeah. On a show. I know. And like emotionally. Yeah. And um, they're so open about everything. Yes. It, it's, and then the way they tie it in, there's a lot of like tragedy to this, to this episode. Um, but the way they tie it in at the end to like his creation process. Mm-hmm. And they do this really crazy scene early on where he's like joking around in their apartment and they're using like auto tune and he's like singing about what they're doing. She's like trying to get him ready to go to this wedding. Yeah. And he's like fucking around, not getting ready. Yeah. And he's like making a little song about it with auto tune. And his girlfriend comes over and she's like sitting on his lap and she's like, we got to go, you know, you got to get packed and blah, 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 blah. And they make this like little song and it's really cute. Yeah. In the show. And then like the, the, you know, whatever happens in the episode happens and, and there's a lot of emotion. And then at the end, like they kind of bring it back to this moment where he's like sitting in his car and he's like creating some music. And then they like go to the post credits with the actual song that he that, made with his girlfriend, yeah. which is just like a post log on like an overall really interestingly emotional episode. It's just really well done. Yeah. It's like, Art. It is art. You know? He does do art. And for and like a goofy show, and then you start to think about it, and you're like, man, this guy is legit. And that's the basis of his argument almost through the every episode of the show, is that he makes rap music that is that people would say is like just comical and funny, um, but he's... He doesn't believe that. He doesn't believe that, and he's overly serious about it. He's very serious about it. Like... This is what I do, and I play a character, but I'm doing it on purpose. Yeah. And but I'm creating this music like out of a like a very serious part of my being. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he is so overly serious about it, even if it is funny to listen to. And everybody always tells him like, "Oh yeah, you're the you're the funny guy." And I can kind of relate to that. Like everybody thinks I'm funny, but at the end of the day, sometimes I'm pretty serious about things that people laugh about just like what why and he's the same way like why are why are you laughing about that like this is something i'm actually serious about right and i like that a lot yeah in the show because he's very personable even if again he's awkward and strange and very funny at times too yeah i mean it's it's really good and he knows that's you know that's kind of the cool part about it like he's got ambition and he knows he's got talent and it's just like everybody needs to be able to see that. Yeah. And that's his struggle. Interesting. Really, really, really good show. I can't recommend it enough, guys. Completely really agree. Can't. Um, go ahead. I got two more, but you can do some. Uh, so I started watching this show called Outer Banks on Netflix. And I had seen an article that popped up that uh, I believe Nerdist put out. So I kind of tend to like most of what Nerdist puts out. And they said that this show was the modern day Goonies okay. um, of like they're teenagers. So like basically high school seniors uh, that are on a, like a little bit of a quest or something. 
So I started watching it. I watched the first two episodes one night because um, they're out, they're 45 minutes, something like that. And I had really high hopes for it. But um, from what I've seen so far, and I don't even know if I'm going to watch any more of it, is that it's, like you had said earlier, like a really preppy show. It is overly preppy and overly, um, I don't know, I guess I'm out of touch with modern day teenagers and maybe it is something that they really enjoy. It just seems... Isn't it so weird that you never really progress past your teenage years too much? Like you still think, whether you feel like a teenager, you still think like a teenager for the most part. Yeah. But you then get to our age and you look back and you're like, and you're somewhat There's no cynical common thread. Or... There's no common thread. There is these people are nothing like me. Yes, and that's exactly how I felt watching this. And then you're like, but I'm, I'm not old. <sighs> and that's what I didn't. I don't want to be the guy that sounds old because I'm not. I'm not an old person. Is it just, just this is the way it always is? Because I look at teenagers now and I'm like, we weren't like this. This is how I was. This is how my friends were. I know. And we're we're parents now, and like, I think that we were so us. much better than you. You're awful, and that's how I felt about this show. <laughs> is that like you people, and they they're growing up in a different world, basically. Like they're, I think it's out of off California. It's in California, but so that's like a different world in general. Yeah, but I don't know. I just didn't relate to any of it. I didn't think any of the characters were likable. I thought it was somewhat off putting and just seems strange to me and it caught me because they said goonies and i was i saw no goonies out of this um besides that multiple kids were together but these were all 18 year old high school kids you know not grade school kids i think that would be more likable i think i would like that more like stranger things yeah see grade school kids you look at grade school kids now not grade school kids. Well, you look at our kids yes. that age, and you can relate to that. Yes. You're like, I know just what's going on here. You can like, relate it's to It's all yeah. the same. Yes. What you can relate to is like the ages 13 up, mm-hmm. 13 to like 25. And it's all because of technology. It's just so yeah, different. Probably. And, and it's not that we didn't grow up with technology in a sense. It's just much different now. I didn't have a so much more cell involved. phone until I was like 16. I didn't have a and cell phone until my senior year yeah i I think i I think i got one when i was 16 and it was like literally a star tech flip phone it did nothing yeah but call and you just kept it in your car it was just like an emergency thing yep you know i didn't have a real cell phone until like the nokia's came around i was probably a junior in high school um you were way ahead of me yeah i guess you were because i didn't get one literally until my senior year that's surprising yeah, just my parents didn't allow it. They said it was ridiculous. You don't need that. And um, I kind of agree with them now, like looking yeah. back, like I really didn't. But now what blows me away is the kids that get are getting cell phones. Like for a while, it was like 12 and 13-year-olds are getting cell phones. You're like, okay, that's ridiculous. Yes. And now like nine-year-olds are getting cell phones i know like i I know nine-year-olds that are getting brand new iphones uh, oh yeah and i and you're just sitting there like but they have an ipad well but it's not a phone 
But the weird part about it is that nine-year-olds are asking for cell phones or eight-year-olds are asking for cell phones. And it's, we never even, it wasn't even a thing when we were that young. So we wouldn't have asked for it, but like the newest technology that you see on TV or something you would ask for. And that in today's day and age is what they're seeing. But if everybody have, has a cell phone in their hand now though, if you too. Have a, if you have a iPad, if your kid has an iPad that has Wi-Fi that does all the same things as a phone. I understand that, but if you like if you see your mom and dad have a cell phone all the time and other kids that are older than you have cell phones all the time, that's all that they think that they need. I or understand want. that, but I'm saying as a parent, I would never pay the extra twenty five dollars a month. No. For my kid to have a cell phone when they have an iPad that does the same exact thing on Wi Fi. Anywhere they're gonna be, they're on Wi Fi anyway. I know. And I'm not going to let them take it out. No. You know, out of the house. No, I know. It it doesn't make any sense. But so anyway, back to the show. I I just, it wasn't something that uh, I needed or wanted. And I found that out after watching the first couple episodes. The last thing that I've seen recently and that I started watching, and I've seen two episodes of this as well, is Waco. Um, oh yeah david was telling us to watch this. david told us to watch it and then a guy at work said that he's been watching it and really enjoyed it and so i started watching the first two episodes and it is good it is good yes it's i like that whole story i've I've watched some documentaries on that oh yeah get down and uh, And this is like this is an actual show you know it's not a documentary so yeah i'm it's obviously played up but the whole scenario that happened in Waco is... You like, I like cults. I like things about cults. I know. It's very interesting to see that type of mindset. Was it the... What is the cult? The Branch Davidians? Was that it? Yes, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, they kind of glance over that part. They don't really talk about it. They just are in it, you know, in the yeah. show. Um, it's... But it's one of those weird, like, uh, sex cult things, isn't it? And Yeah. And I haven't gotten super deep in it. Like I said, it's only been two episodes, so... I think there's only six. I think it's crazy how people fall for cults. Is don't you think that like somebody just tells you one thing and you're just immediately like, well, I'm going to give up my entire life and I'll be one of sense. seven wives. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> how is that? A, how is that just normal for people? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, I got two more. Okay. Um, one of them is a big one. It's been really popular lately, and so I'm like, had several people tell me about it. I'm like, I'm gonna bite the bullet. And it's uh, it's called The Outsider. It's on HBO. Yeah, it's a Stephen King. Uh, I read the thing, book, and it was it's done by Jason Bateman. He's in it, at least in part of it. I forgot about that. He has directed it, and I think he's producer and everything. Um, and I finished it, and I pretty much binged it. It was it's very hard to stop watching. That's good. It's very it's a mystery. Yes. Uh, slightly horror, but mostly mystery. And it was super good. I thought the acting was incredible. Incredible. The The guy who plays the main detective lead, who I've seen in other stuff before, but he's really, really good. And Jason Bateman's in it. He's really good. Um, and they got this, the girl that plays like the OCD private investigator. She is incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of other great actors too as well. Everything is really done well done about it. Um, super engaging story, uh, a lot of mystery. Uh, I like the supernatural elements. 
Um, definitely can be slow at times because there's some characters that have a hard time like uh, coming to terms with what's going on. Sure. And that can be super frustrating at times when like all of this evidence is smacking you in the face. Yeah. Because um, you as a viewer already know it and yeah, they but don't. But so do they. Oh, and okay. they still just like choose to live in a bubble. Whatever. Um, it ends up not being that horrific or creepy as it starts. It starts off really pretty creepy and very graphic as far as like the depictions of murdered children. Oh, yeah. Uh, not like particularly violent. Um, but anyway, I really, really enjoyed it. I totally got sucked in. I probably watched the entire series over the course of like two or three days. I mean, I'm talking two or three in the morning. Type wow. Stuff. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to put down. Um, so I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, it does get a little slow towards the middle. It definitely has a, a strong start, a slow middle. And I just wasn't really happy with the ending. I was really let down by the ending. Um, it really fizzles. I'm kind of intrigued to see this then because uh, the I read the book. And the funny part about this, I think, or the strange part about it is that the book came out and then the show came out. I mean within six months of the book. Coming oh, out. really? I mean, it was super quick I turnaround. I don't know if he was in talks to make it a show as he was releasing the I'm book sure, or before, yeah. you know, because he's like sold his entire portfolio and I'm sure he's just making stuff I, now. But I tell you what, I, I loved that book. Really? Oh gosh. I loved it. It's so incredible. And I the didn't, show's been out for, well, the show just came out. Yeah. And the book just came out last year. Oh, okay. So last summer, I think The Outsiders came out. That was the is most it, recent book that is it Stephen a King. Quick book? Um, I thought it was just because I was wrapped into it, but it's a solid book. You know, it's yeah. 500, 600 pages. Okay. Um, and it's, it is so intriguing I and it wraps it, you in the whole I could time. See it being a, I could see it being a better book than a show. So the, I, the supernatural part of it doesn't really come in until like the middle of the book. I mean, you get tastes of it throughout the beginning, but you don't really know for sure. But they, he starts to unravel a lot of that stuff in the middle of the book. And then I thought the ending was pretty good in the book, but that's why I'm kind of intrigued to see the show now, but I didn't want to see the show because I thought it wasn't going to be the same thing. Yeah. It's probably the same thing. It's similar. Um, they don't really, the supernatural elements kind of come in the, towards the middle. Um, there, it's interesting. There's things they can do visually in a show that I don't know how it would translate to the book. So I know, but you don't know how... Like, there are scenes that play out mm-hmm. in the show early on, and then, like, in the background of the scene, you will see the outsider. Right. And I don't know how that would work in a book. I don't think that would be as, as, as um, powerful. I gotcha. As it is in the book. Because slowly, as it goes on... And you see this guy like in different places. They reveal more, like he's in a hoodie. Mm-hmm. So at the first beginning, you can't see anything, right? And then they start to reveal more of like what this guy's face looks like. And I mean, I don't know. There's different aspects of books and TV shows where you know books have the same thing where they can do something in a book that you just can't translate into a TV show. You know what I mean? Or like individual aspects because everybody perceives it differently when you read the book. So that's really hard to translate into a show to satisfy everybody's need. But you've never read the book, so you've only seen uh, the show. So for me, I think it would be 
I just I'm gonna have to watch it now. That's I'm gonna the, have to. That, yeah, you you should watch it and you'll you'll enjoy it. But and everybody should. It it was enjoyable to watch. I just didn't like the ending. Um, I I guess I don't want to get too in depth into why. I it's not that I didn't like it. It's just it's not the style of ending that I like. Yeah, I it's gotcha. not necessarily a happy ending. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure you know if you've read the book. Yeah. So. It just it, it caught me a little unbalanced that way. Okay. I think it just could have been a lot better. Yeah. That I mean, was my thing. Just, like, not that it was bad. They just missed an opportunity to make a good show great by changing the ending. Yeah, so that... Okay. It intrigues me to see what that ending would be then. Yeah. Well, if you watch the show, we can discuss what I think the ending should be. Okay. I'm going to have to do that. The big one that I've totally been sucked into, and it's devastated my life mm. with pleasure, Oh, is The Clone Wars. When you say the word devastated, it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> the Clone Wars is off the charts, people. Yeah. It's so good. And the newest season is incredible. First off, it's not over yet. Um, How many episodes? I don't. I think there's probably ten or thirteen. That's what. Gosh, there was I would have felt months. like cause that came out in February. So, and then I went back and watched. Um, that's a season seven, right? So I've watched four, five, and six. Now I rewatched the entire seasons. Jeez. And I forgot. How, I thought you were planting corn. Uh, yeah, I come home and stay up all night long. You are ridiculous. I do not sleep. You're ridiculous. Um, but I've had some days off, some rain days and stuff. Why don't too. you play an iPad in the in the planner tracker? Uh, I don't. I don't do that. You should. Yeah, I should. You can't see them during the day very well. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, but it rained over the weekend, so I watched a lot over there. Yeah, it did. I I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the newest uh, couple episodes that are out, they they kind of start season seven. Uh, going more on the clones journey and that's fine. It's fun. But then they get into the Ahsoka Tano stuff and it's oh, yeah. unbelievable. The last two episodes are incredible. They're out of this world. Have you seen them? No, I haven't seen any of it yet. And you've told me I have to what watch it. What is wrong with you? I just haven't been no, able to I'm watch a lot of things with you. That's fine. Like don't, I don't even want to have a podcast with you anymore. It doesn't well, even make sense why this is happening. That cuts me to the core. Chris. Why are you doing this? I just haven't had the opportunity. This is the, I've been you watching. You just list all the other crap you've been watching. This I know. is the only thing you should be watching. I can't keep up on everything. This I is will start a, it. They're 25-minute episodes. Do you understand I have so many different shows that I've started and haven't Don't finished? Don't watch any of those other shows. <sighs> There's only one show that you need to be watching. You've watched all these other shows. Well, I've also watched The Clone Wars, which is the only <laughs> one that you need to watch. So I saw a video today. Of the fight scene between two people in that show. Oh, yeah. So and in the newest episode, there's a there's a duel. I, this isn't a spoiler. So there's a duel between Ahsoka and Darth Maul. Yeah. And here's the amazing thing about it. First of all, it's the best lightsaber fight in the history of Star Wars. Because of the way they filmed it. Yes. They filmed it as motion capture. Yeah. So it wasn't actually animated. They did mocap with actual actors. And they got the actual actor, Ray Park, who played yep. Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. To do it, and you can tell. That's so. That's what I gathered from all of this is that you can clearly tell it's the same guy because they show video footage of him in the Phantom Menace, and then they show the 
motion capture like animated version of him and man does it look identical yeah it's unbelievable what they did there and ahsoka is such a freaking badass and it's a great it's a great duel the storyline that's going on is incredible so anyway then i'm like i can't i can't get enough i need to mainline this into my body (laughs) yeah so i'm like i'm going back i'm watching the last season because i couldn't remember why ahsoka what got expelled from the jedi order i couldn't remember any of that okay so i go back and watch the the last season um season six which doesn't explain any of that (laughs) because that happened in season five all right uh but season six is freaking incredible and i don't remember i've watched the clone wars twice probably all the way through i mean i've watched it many times i love the clone wars i've always and then i always i watch rebels and i always thought like i think i like rebels better than clone wars rebels is really good no Oh, after, you told going me back, the opposite after going back and watching the Clone Wars, it's so dark and it's so adult oriented. Whereas Rebels is lighter and funner and yes. more kid oriented. Still dark at times and extremely good and emotional. But the Clone Wars is not made for children. This is not a children's show. Like there's really? a lot of killing. There's yes. lots of all kinds of you know, it's the best Star Wars thing that exists is the Clone Wars animated series. Oh my gosh. And it's super dark. The last season is great. They do some amazing stuff with Yoda and him finding his path uh, and learning from Qui-Gon and trying to figure out how to project himself after death and, mm-hmm. and this whole journey. This is stuff they do in this show. Like stuff that you I can't it's amazing that it even got made. Right. That you're gonna dedicate four episode arc to Yoda trying to discover how to stay alive after death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Isn't that incredible? It's so good, and it's so compelling. But then you go back to season five, I guess it would be, because I wanted, and then I'm like, oh, it must have been in season five when Ahsoka got expelled. Because I kind of forgot about all of that, because she comes back in Rebels uh, occasionally here. Yes. Um, And that's all. Season five is great. They find out, um, I think that's season five, or maybe it's six, where they find out the clones... A couple of the clones start to realize that there's something wrong with their programming or they're they're been programmed and sure. they discover these tumors in their brain that have these chips in them. That's what's responsible for order order sixty six. One of them starts going haywire. Yeah. And they you know, there's you know, this huge cover up and conspiracy from Chancellor Palpatine right. to um make the Jedi not know what's going on. But some of the clones are like Figuring it out. Figuring it out and having to uh, go against the law. And Palpatine is such an imposing figure in this show. Such an imposing figure. And the far and, and Dooku. It's incredible. Yeah, that that I need to I need to see. But then this. you go back into season five and you watch towards the end of that, and that's when so that's when they do all the stuff with Ahsoka being cast out because there's a bombing at the Jedi Temple. And Ahsoka and Anakin become like the main investigators. And this is where you get to see them as investigators and detectives as Jedi. Yeah. It's incredible. And they go through and it's this huge cover-up, set-up conspiracy thing where Ahsoka's on the run and she gets basically abandoned by the Jedi Order and they cast her out. Then she gets caught. She gets brought up on trial in front of the, in front of the Senate, essentially. Yes. 
and Anakin's out there like trying to prove her innocence. It's incredible. Oh my god. What they're doing this show is so good and I know it, I knew it was good. I mean, I was watching this show's been out for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I had to go on eBay and get the DVDs when I was like in college because I had no other That that was the only way you could get it. Yeah, I think it was out no, it couldn't have been college. It had to be after that because I think it was on in like the like 2007 to 2010 range, right? Um, maybe Somewhere I, I in don't that know. Range. But you know, before streaming, yes, before you could, well, before even buy stuff to stream, right? So it's been out for a while, and it still looks great. I love the animation style, especially in the later seasons when they had a little more budget to work with. But in okay. the season seven, I mean. They have a lot more budget to work with. You can tell the animation's even better. I mean, there is some... The early on episodes are fine. They're not anything amazing. It's yeah. when you get to these later episodes that the show really takes off, especially now that they're getting into the, the Siege of Mandalore and that whole storyline that they're going to yeah. tie in. They're going to tie in Ahsoka to the Mandalorian. They're going to tie it into the Mandalorian, but directly also into uh, Revenge of the Sith. So, Because oh, now that you're in season... The further down you get in the seasons of Clone Wars, the more imperial the army is. So that's another thing that's cool. Like at the very beginning, it's it's like definitely the Republic army. Sure. And then you start to get six, season six and season seven, which are more heavy on Palpatine's like control and Tar- yeah. and General Tarkin come Admiral Tarkin comes in, and like you just see the tone change, and the clones change, and the. The, see, that's the that's mechanism so of the imperial system starting. Like you see the pieces falling yeah. into place, and they have to do it that way in order to make it make sense. You know, like you, thinking of it now, yeah. you know, to where they ended up once you know the actual movie started. Um, it's really like it makes me way more excited to to watch that show to know that that happens to, yeah. that you can physically see the fact like of it all changing yeah. and and going into and the And when I did was I, I was on I'm in season Empire. 7 and I just went backwards cuz I'm like I I I did like a couple months ago when I knew they were bringing out the show I'm like I'm going to start I'm just going to watch it all over again and I started season 1 and it just didn't, like, I'm just like, uh, okay. It lost yeah. me over, like, three or four episodes. Because they just changed, the show changed so much over the course of it going on. Yeah, because I watched it, the first season of this, and I was just like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it didn't have the groundbreaking effect that it had on everybody else. Season so one is very much a, like, cartoon. It is. Season yes. five, six, seven are... So I'm not just, children's shows. So They're I should just watch kids. those. Yeah, that's what I did. I started going backwards, and now I'm in season four. Oh, you're literally watching it in backwards order. Yes. Why would you do that? Well, because the seasons are an arc, so it doesn't really matter. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Well, they do tie together, though. They I mean, do. the storyline yeah, because tie I don't. Together. I mean, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's you not have. Like it's so I should start at four. I would start at the new one, seven. Really? Yeah. Just yeah. start at seven and watch it. Yes, for sure. Watch the new season. That's all you need to do right now. Watch the new season. Okay. And then when you need your do. fix, then go back and watch the season prior and then watch the season prior to that. Okay. That's but what yeah, I'm definitely start. start with the new season. I will start. You don't it. need to watch all the old stuff to watch the new season. Okay. 
Um, you really don't because it's completely different storyline. I mean, it's it's basically it definitely follows, but it's an add on later. It's not. Yeah. So there are a couple things you could tell it was written because it was written to be produced back then. Yeah. So there's two storylines in particular, the one about Ahsoka that you can't remember why she got expelled and why she's not part of the Jedi order, which sure. I just said to you. Yes. And then there's one at the beginning with the clones, um, which again was what I just told you. So right. those are the two storylines <laughs> you kind of need to know. So, okay. Uh, but if you're not watching that, if you're a fan of star Wars at all, then you need to watch clone wars and you need to watch rebels. End of story. I mean, I can't tell you people enough. You have to do it. Yeah, it sounds amazing, and that's what I need to watch. If you just can't get enough of Star Wars. Which, if you, I mean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have enough Star Wars. I mean, for me, If you're a fan, you shouldn't have enough. Especially with these new movies, like the Clone Wars, Rebels, the Mandalorian, and the books, it's just, that's the universe. It is. It's not the movies anymore. It hasn't no. been the movies for a long There's time. There's so much more content. And it, but it does make you all of everything that goes on now makes you appreciate those prequel movies so much more in my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. It seems crazy to say Especially that. Especially the Clone Wars cuz it's directly involved. Involved. Yeah. All right, well, Christopher, we've reached our time. Have we? What time are we at? We're at two hours and 16 minutes. Oh my gosh, Jerry, we yeah. went way over our time. I know we did. It's been a long one, but you know what? The fans deserve it. Yes. They deserve, deserve this episode. And uh, Mr. Craig Blagojevich? Nope. Zekovich. Blazekovich? Yeah. Blazekovich? Blaze. Kirk Blaze. Kirk Blaze. The greatest Reddit name ever in the history of mankind. <laughs> yeah. Um, it reminds me of did you ever see the show The Guild? No. With. Uh, Felicia, uh, what's her name? Felicia Day. Nope. You've never watched The Guild? It's a web think so. show. Anyway, uh, they had a character on there named Blades. Okay. They were like a gaming guild, like a Warcraft guild. Yeah. Anyway, Kirk Blade. Everybody should uh, reach Z- out. Blaze. Blaze. Kirk Blaze. Yeah. Everybody should reach out to him and give him a virtual pat on the back for winning Star Madness. Yes. And you and will get Ian your prizes. too for being a first loser. Yeah, but you know, you were up there. You were a three-way tie. Well, you certainly weren't no Keith. No, you were not a Keith because that just saying the name gets me violently angry. It brings shame and ill. Yeah, I mean, just the anger built up in me that how terrible you've done at this is. uh, You know, at least you have something to build up to, though. Yeah. You know, there's no room to go down from where from where you're at. Oh, right I don't now. know. If there was a way Keith could find it. That's true. He could. Uh, but hopefully you go up, Keith, and maybe I can mentor you <laughs> somehow, some way, um, if you are open to that. Yeah. Because you need to be built up. All right. Well, for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>